I'm guy, the boot man. This guy answers the call of duty. Um, <laughs> Hell yeah. I have I, I did poop today. Oh, I'm I'm glad to hear it, Walker. Woohoo! Way to go, Walker. Alright, let That's me right. note that down for the intro. I I did poop today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Absurdity Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco. I'm here with my co-host, Walker Kelly and Mike Valverde. Boys, so which team did you end up on? The Browns? Did you guys get the call up for the Browns? (laughs) Since everybody has COVID but us, it seems. I'm actually now the number three tight end for the Lions. Oh, that's awesome. So so, uh, Walker and I missed the episode yesterday because we had migraines, and I actually made a list of all the guys who had, like, question marks and it just kept getting bigger and bigger today and it's got to the point where it's not even a good bit to read it off at so many players like it started as a good bit now it's just like man it would be like two minutes of me just reading off player names um i wonder if they can get vincent papale to come back at any time (laughs) (laughs) we just got old men out there like (laughs) taking one hit and disintegrating let's just go find all of the players who just like uh um burned out of the nfl um like what was the name of that really like it was the lions tight end who just had really over the top touchdown celebrations like five years ago joseph fourier yes i do his last name start with an f see what joseph fourier is up to yeah guys like that guys guys who burned out of the league so um this is our uh friday episode uh but we are recording it on thursday night so we don't know what happens in the thursday night football game wow austin eckler he sure did a thing how about that justin herbert throw all right we'll do we'll do the recap mike and i'll do the recap of that on tuesday so um if you've paid any attention to the nfl this week you know that everybody is on the covid list uh, right before we started it was announced that uh, most recently case keenum is now on the covid list which means mike your boy is back your boy is back mike you know who's starting for the Browns on Saturday? No, it's not Baker Mayfield. It's not Case Keenum. It's your boy, uh, Walker. Do you know? Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins, baby. Oh, Nick Mullins. Yeah. Starting for the Browns on Thursdays. Oh, on Saturday. So he's going to light it up. He's going to show why why the 49ers should never have released him. Yeah, big ups to the boy, Nick Mullins. Still thinking about that interception against the Eagles, buddy. Still thinking about it. Um, Oh, and I got a notification. <laughs> the Bears have placed six more players on the COVID list. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Jeez, Who? Insane. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Let's check. Uh, let's check good old uh, Roto World here. Is it anybody fantasy relevant? Uh, it depends on your definition of fantasy relevant. Damian Williams? No. Uh, uh, Jakeem Grant. Justin Robinson. Oh, yeah. I didn't have him in my top 50, so we're okay. Yeah. yeah. Allen Robinson, Eddie Jackson, Ryan Dahl. Joel, oh, this is the first time I'm reading this last name. Oh, Iguanaway, something like that. Something like that. There's no B in it, but you're closer than I would have gotten. And Jesse James. (laughs) Jesse James. This is going to be insane. In in all those leagues where I'm, we have to start like five and six receivers. It's going to be really fun. It's going to be rough. And um, knock on wood, I'm knocking on all the possible wood in the world, in the universe. In my home league, neither my opponent nor I have had anybody hit COVID IR yet, which is out of control, considering we start, uh, let's see, four, eight, nine, 15, 16 players 
and somehow we've sidestepped it so far so fingers crossed so um all right uh since we don't have a thursday night uh, review to get into since we're recording this on thursday afternoon um you guys ready to get into it do it all right perfect so um since Walker and I did miss the episode yesterday because we were both uh, brain damaged, uh, we both had uh, CTE. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we both had temporary bouts of CTE. Um, we're going to go ahead and try to roll Walker stuff into this episode a little bit. So we'll see how well that works and we'll see how clunky that is. Uh, before we get started, Walker, who wins tonight, Chargers or Chiefs? We don't have you in the dock. Chargers. Chargers. Okay, that's what Mike and I both have as well. So, all right, let's get into the first game. The uh, Las Vegas Raiders travel to Cleveland. Uh, Raiders are six and seven. Cleveland is seven and six. This started. So what I did is I started with the opening line and then I updated it today with all the changes. Um, One of which we didn't talk about is uh, Urban Meyer, but we'll get to that when we get to that game. Uh, So this one's opened at 40 and 40 over under Cleveland three point favorites. Now it's Vegas one point favorite, 38 and a half point over under so the lowest of the week was 39 and a half and this one undercut it so we kind of mentioned it off the top their starting quarterback uh is more than likely to be um nick mullins there's a whole uh new protocol that came up because half the league has covid now because omicron is so um uh transmissible but let's let's see for the for the browns um nflpa is aggressively pushing for a postponement of this game just fyi um and we mentioned case keenum is has covid uh baker mayfield has covid anthony schwartz is out with a concussion uh ronnie harrison has covid (laughs) harrison bryant has an ankle problem who cares harrison bryant you don't have covid uh kareem hunt is out with his ankle issue uh david njoku has been reinstated from the covid list um i think that's it there's so many so much news right now that's hard to keep things straight oh uh jarvis landry on the covid list two starting offensive linemen for them wyatt teller and jedrick wills will also be on the covid list and are likely to miss this game unless the new covid protocols change things for them um although they said uh, i saw today that it's not going to be retroactive so we'll worry about that next week so um i guess we'll start with oh with this walker um God, this episode's going to be a mess. I apologize in advance because so much is going on. And uh, since I'm recording outside because of some construction going on inside my house, I have one screen. Uh, Darren Waller is out for this game as well. Foster Moreau was limited in practice. And uh, Jalen Richard was activated from the COVID list. So I'm going to let somebody else talk. Walker, who are like your highest ranked players in, in this Raiders-Browns game? Or is it even like worth it to try to rank a Brown? I mean... Nick Chubb is currently in and should get a ton of work because they have Nick Mullins at quarterback and very few healthy receivers. Um, Dearness Johnson's maybe a speculative flex play, but it's tough to trust with two of the offensive linemen out and his lack of history of production. Um, I'm not really interested in any other tight ends. Um, Donovan Peoples-Jones is kind of a desperation play, but uh, I wouldn't trust it on, on on the Brown side. And then on the on the Raiders side, uh, I have Derek Carr at 11. I did have him lower, but um, with Cleveland being so 
blasted by COVID. Uh, he should have an easier time picking up yards, getting into the end zone, that sort of thing. Um, I had Waller at five, but now that he's out, I will have Moreau uh, probably. Yeah, uh, it'll be a mid-tier tight end too, probably. Okay, um, so not not very impactful change. No, I'm not. I'm not really that interested in Moreau this week. Uh, Josh Jacobs at 14. Peyton Barber not ranked. Mm. Uh, and then Hunter Renfro at 16. Okay, so Hunter Ren- so um, Hunter Renfro must start. Yeah. Um, he's been he's been a monster, especially with Darren Waller out. Um, one thing I forgot to mention: this is Saturday at 1:30. If this game does not get postponed, so keep in mind there are Saturday games this week. Uh, the NFL schedule has officially been switched up. And um, Walker's taking a big sip of water, so I will ask his question for him, and I'll ask it to Mike. Mike, are we at the point where we can drop? Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt's dealing with an injury. He came back for a couple games and now he's out again. Um, my, here's my take on it before you give your answer. Uh, before half the league got COVID, I would say probably he's a cut guy. But now that half the league has COVID, uh, I don't think we should be cutting players who don't have COVID. <laughs> right. Um. Well, why is I don't understand why he he would be a cut guy anyway. Because well, Walker, why don't you talk about your your reasons for this question? Oh, I mean, I I also don't think that you should cut him, but uh, I've seen rumblings about that because his role the last two games he's played has been very small. Um, he's clearly hurt. Um, yeah. So this is obviously this is redraft only. I'm not talking yeah. dynasty, but like cut him oh, in dynasty. No, don't. Yeah, do that. that'd be a flat out no. But yeah, uh, but yeah, in redraft. Um, you know, if you have thin benches or something, I could understand, you know, being like, well, I need to win this playoff game. Hunt's not helping me. He's probably not going to help me a whole lot next week either. So let me just dump him and grab somebody who could, who has a good matchup or something. But in most cases, I would say you should probably keep him around. Yeah, I, I think it all depends on on a couple things. One, okay, because he's out against the Raiders this week. And two... Uh, is it going to be out next week? What is that going to look like? And your bench size. So it is a possibility. It's a it's a real possibility that he can be a cut candidate. Uh, dealing with an ankle and stuff. If if you're in a, a very short bench situation, I think you probably can cut Cream Hunt. Um, that ankle's injuries are just bad news all around. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you you definitely can in certain situations. Yeah, and we are reaching uh, IR for a hangnail season because there's only a few weeks left in the year. So it's like, well, you know, if if you've got a three-week injury, you're going on IR, and then you're going to be done for the year. So that's just something to keep in mind. I personally probably wouldn't be cutting Kareem Hunt just because, like I said, the entire league has COVID right now, and there's the we're recording this kind of as the new NFL protocols are coming out. And there's a lot of confusion as to what exactly they mean. So I'm going to let somebody smarter than that figure it out or smarter than me at that figure it out and then let us know. But it looks like um, anybody who tested positive before the new protocols can't get like grandfathered into it. So sounds like um, we will be without um, most of the players on the Browns this week. Um so, I'm going to be turning it into that barn burner game, Raiders and Cleveland. Hell yeah. Let's get that fired up. 
Yeah, I'm uh, going to be missing that game because of my brother's 50th birthday, and I don't think I will care too much that I will not be watching Cleveland and the Raiders with Nick Mullins. Um, 30 so, and a half point over under. Woohoo! Yeah, and there's announced more uh, Browns players have uh, have tested positive for COVID, so who knows? Um, so, Walker, in, that, in this situation, you have Derek Carr at 11. And then uh, where does uh, Nick Mullins slot in for you? Five? Nowhere. Six? Four? Nowhere. He's One? not not in the top twenty-five. Oh wow. Okay. Dang. Wow. This, not this even guy a loves, two quarterback league guy. Oh. This this guy loves Carson Wentz way more than Nick Mullins. This guy yeah. loves Teddy Bridgewater and Matt Ryan. Teddy Bridgewater's been pretty good this season. He's been pretty okay, if you ask me. Um so let's do win, lose, or draw on this one. Uh Walker, why don't you since this is your uh Game, why don't you tell us about the win, loser, draw? Yeah, I'll do that. Uh, we've got Josh Jacobs, Hunter Renfro, and Nick Chubb. Um, so, uh, Mike, do you want to go first? Sure. Uh, winning, I'm going to say Josh Jacobs, draw Renfro, lost Chubb. I'm going to go draw, draw Jacobs because we keep talking about – we talked about – I think it was Walker and I talked about how that man is like running back like 18, 12 to 18 every single week. There's no variance in how he finishes. So I could go draw on him because every game is a draw. I'll go win Renfro just because he's kind of leveled up to a new level. So based off of, you know, I guess your consideration of Hunter Renfro, like Yahoo called him a wide receiver three. Yeah, that's like, not that's not true. That's not true at all. Wide like, receiver like three, like overall wide receiver yeah. number three. <laughs> like, yeah. No, like a wide receiver three. So he's a, yeah. he's a wide receiver. He's a borderline wide receiver one at this point. Yeah. He's definitely top fifteen. So based on the consideration, he's a win. And I guess that would put the lose for Nick Chubb because um the entire Raiders offense is gonna go. Okay, who do we have to stop? Nick Chubb. That that's it. That's that's the only person we have to stop because lit Nick Bo- Nick Mullins to Donovan Peoples Jones beat us. Yeah, um, yeah, I I agree with with Jeff. Uh, win Renfro, draw Jacobs, lost Chubb, and uh, lost Cleveland. I gotta go with yeah. Vegas because they have more healthy bodies. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna go with the team that doesn't have 20 people on COVID IR. That's just Seem- me. Yeah, that seems smart to me. Yeah, and that's not hyperbole. They literally have 20 people on COVID IR. <laughs> so, uh, Mike, you said Raiders, too? Raiders as well. I, I don't think. Yeah. Mike's going uh, uh, Cleveland here. Mike's going to do it. <laughs> the Brownies. The Brownies. All right, let's go on and move on to the next game. Another Saturday game. This one's at 5 15 uh new england travels to indianapolis new england is nine and four india seven and six 45 and a half point over under indy two and a half point favorites an oddly calm news game considering what's been going on in the nfl this week so knock on wood on that we're gonna get jonathan taylor ruled out on friday night or something like that um so no injury news for the colts again knock on wood i have no wood around me i have a metal table so i can't knock on it um and then for the Patriots, uh, Damian Harris was limited in practice with a hamstring issue. Uh, Mac Jones is dealing with a thumb problem, but is a full participant in practice. And there are no other injuries listed to relevant players for the Patriots. So um, for this game, um, 
Mike, uh, let's let's talk about your question, and then we'll get into Walker's ranks for this one. Yeah. Um, so my question is: Is Michael Pittman a flex option this week? Uh, and what I mean by a flex option, finishing inside the top thirty-five. I mean, what's funny is we to pull, peel back the curtain. We put these questions in the doc like what Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Now, now half the league is gone. <laughs> yeah. I mean. I mean, he is. I would call him a flex option just because he's a playing, right? he's a healthy player. And I hate to, you know, keep coming back to that, but it's like, who else is playing? Like, I feel like, um, you know, Michael Pittman is uh, as good of a flex as anybody um, this week. I'm trying to think of players that I might play ahead of him. Like, I would probably play Van Jefferson again, again ahead of Michael Pittman. Um, I would play, I don't know. Can you think of guys in that range, Walker? Like, what? Yeah. Who? where does Michael Pittman fit in in your ranks? Uh, Pittman is 26 right now for me. So um, around, like, Russell Gage, Christian Kirk, Rashad Bateman, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Van Jefferson, Devontae Parker, A.J. Green, Darnell Mooney. Okay. So, um, yeah, he's somewhere in there. And, Mike, I understand why you asked this question, because last week in PPR he was wide receiver 17. That's the second time he's been inside the top 36 in the last four weeks, Um, and it being 73 and 41 the two weeks before that. So he's been kind of down a little bit, so he's not necessarily a a lock to finish top 35. But I got to agree with Walker on this one. Um, New England – they focus specifically on taking one aspect of your game away. Um, and I would have to say that that, that focus would be Jonathan Taylor. So you can't stop both Michael Pittman and Jonathan Taylor with the game plan, or at least it would be very difficult to do so. So um, I would go with Michael Pittman easily a flex option this week um, with, you know, like I said, guys like Van Jefferson ahead of him, but then I'm having trouble. Like, I don't know if I would start like chase Claypool ahead of him and chase Claypool's perennially like a top 25 guy. So um, so yeah, I would say he's a, he's a good flex option this week. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree. I think he's a, he's a perfectly fine flex play. I wouldn't expect a huge game out of him, but yeah, I mean, he should get enough volume that he'll be decent. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Mike, what are your thoughts on Michael Pittman as a flex option this week? Yeah, it's just really interesting because Pittman and, as we say every week, or at least I say every week, Pittman and Hilton are just, you know, Hilton's just really cut into that uh, pie for Michael Pittman. And uh, maybe they figured it out because, as, as you mentioned, Jeff, they he had a pretty good game um, last week. So hopefully it, they'll give him more options. They'll pass the ball more. I mean, every, it's run, run, run with Jonathan Taylor. So... Carson Wentz is going to have to throw enough to actually get Pittman involved in the offense as well. But being the number one receiver really helps. So I I think top 35 or 30 is definitely doable. Okay. And I got a question for you, Walker. So I'm looking at your ranks here for this game. Um, Mm -hmm. You have a certain player, number one overall at his position that plays in this game. And um, I'm curious if you're not, if you think that Jonathan Taylor will outpower this uh, Bill Belichick taking your best option away thing. Yeah, I do. I mean, New England's run defense really hasn't been that good this season. Um, They're not super stout up the middle. They've just got a bunch of, like, fine players. Nobody that really stands out. 
Um, their best interior lineman's probably Christian Barmore, and he's more of an interior pass rusher than a run stuffer. Um, their best run stuffing linebacker is like Kyle Van Noy, who's in his second stint with the Patriots now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not been that great in terms of run defense. They've been just middle of the pack, and I, I just I don't think that Indy's going to try to throw the ball a whole lot. I mean, Taylor's been getting absurd volume and holding up, so coming off a bye, I would expect them to uh, pound the rock a lot. I would expect him to touch it a ton, and uh, he's their best player. They're going to lean on him, and I think that the volume, even if he's not as efficient as usual, the volume is there. The the touchdown, you know, he should score at least one touchdown, and uh, he's just really, really good at football. So, I, I yeah, I trust him. Okay. And, uh, Mike, I'm going to ask you a question about Walker's ranks. Do a little turnabout here. So, Walker has uh, Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, Kendrick Bourne, and Jacoby Myers all outside the recommended start range with Harris at 35, Ramondre at 37, Bourne at 45, and Myers at 46. Uh, he has Hunter Henry at nine at tight end, so an okay start. Um, but uh, no Mac Jones in the top 25. So, is there any of that that you disagree with? Is there a patriot that you feel good about starting this weekend uh, yeah i i think kendrick Bourne. you could always probably start kendrick Bourne. uh colts have gotten really good at uh sort of shutting down their their biggest weakness which was uh quarterbacks going deep on them they i don't they listen to us yeah i and to be honest with you i don't remember the last time i've seen seen a quarterback just like throw you know 40 yard pat 40 yard touchdown against him josh allen didn't do it um they didn't do it um not last week but the week before uh i forget who that they were playing that week um i think it was houston yeah so there you go they weren't kind of going to do it anyways but it's been a while since they've been burned deep uh they they've really tightened that up um but it's kendrick Bourne's more of a short to intermediate guy anyways and uh, I, I think enough he'll he'll catch enough to at least be flex worthy. He's I don't think he's ever going to be a wide receiver one or two unless he catches two touchdowns like he did that one week. But outside of a freak game, he's he's I I trust him to be in the flex and nowhere else. Okay, sounds good. So uh, Walker, uh, whose game is this? Is this Mike's game? Whoever's Mike, who is your win loser draw for this game? Win lose draw, uh, Wentz, Mac Jones. T.Y. Hilton. Alrighty. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Wentz with the loss. Um, this is a tough matchup. Uh, I, he's been a, a solid streamer most of the season and a good like QB2 type guy, um, but I don't think this is going to be a good week for him fantasy-wise. Uh, the draw, I will go with... I'll go with Mac for the draw. Again, I don't think it's going to be a very good game for him, but he hasn't been good for fantasy all year. He just doesn't run and doesn't throw the ball a whole lot, especially down the field. So there's just not much upside there. And then uh, I guess by default, I'll say the win is T.Y. Um, I'll, I'll say he I'll say he has like two for 12 and a touchdown. Woohoo! And that's a win for T.Y. Hilton, how the mighty have fallen. Um, he's old. He is he's old. old. He's old, folks. Um I will go draw for Mac Jones just because he is kind of what he is. I will go lose for T.Y. Hilton because I don't have faith in T.Y. Hilton anymore. Sorry, Mike. And I guess that Carson Wentz is the big winner here, folks. 
Um, this one, there's no good options. I don't, I don't really, other than Jonathan Taylor, there's not really anybody in this game I want to start. And Michael Pittman's kind of like in consideration as a flex guy, but there's nobody I like feel good about starting. And I will go with the home team. Go Colts. Is there a like Colts, like a fly Eagles fly for the Colts, Mike? For the shoe. For the shoe. Doing it for the shoe, everybody. Yeah, I'm also picking the Colts. Absolutely picking the Colts. Mike's going with his favorite team, the New England Patriots. Hell yeah. Uh, (laughs) All right. Another game that um, looking at Walker's ranks, not a whole lot of decisions to make regarding this one. Uh, Carolina travels to Buffalo. Uh, Carolina is five and eight. Buffalo seven and six. This game didn't change much. It's a 44 and a half point over under today. Buffalo 10 and a half point favorites. Um, injuries in this one uh, for the Bills. We've got the Josh Allen foot question. He was limited on Thursday. Um, it seems like he is going to play this weekend. Um, Emmanuel Sanders is out for this weekend. Um, he's not going to practice. He hasn't practiced this week. He's not likely to play, uh, though not officially out, just most likely out. We're recording this on Thursday instead of Friday, like I said, so we don't have like final injury reports right now. Um for Carolina, DJ Moore was limited in Thursday's practice with a hamstring issue, uh, though Matt Rule expects him to play. And they have designated Sam Darnold as return from IR. And as Mike and I mentioned on Tuesday, Matt Rule says Sam Darnold could be a factor down the stretch when he returns from a shoulder injury. So um, in this game, I want to talk about Walker's ranks really quick, because when I was looking at him, you got Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen, both must starts if they play. You got Dawson Knox, must start if he plays. You got Devin Singletary as a decent flex, and then no other real wide receivers. And then you go over to the Carolina side. <laughs> You've got DJ Moore as a good wide receiver three, and that's it. Like that, yeah, like you can, Chuba, you can, yeah, you can flex Chuba. Um, yeah, but yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be playing a quarterback. I wouldn't be playing any receiver that's not DJ Moore. Obviously, you're not playing any of their tight ends. Sorry to Tommy Tremble. Um, and, yeah, Abdullah just isn't good and doesn't have a very big role. So Hubbard gets the goal line work, and he'll probably get double-digit carries. So, you know, he, you can flex him if you want. He's not a top, like, he's not a top 24 play for me, certainly. Um, and, yeah, Moore gets enough targets that he's a solid flex, but that's it. Yeah, All otherwise right. avoid. Yeah, so my question for this game is I'm putting the over-under at the number of quarterbacks we see in this game at 3.5, which basically the question is, is this game such a blowout that they rest Josh Allen's foot and we see uh, Mitchell Trubisky? Because it is a foregone conclusion we were seeing both P.J. Walker and Cam Newton. So over-under over three and a half quarterbacks in this game. Under, I'll say it's three. It's three? I'll say it's one and a half. So, one, oh, we're only under one and a half quarterbacks in this game? Yeah. There's only one qu- – oh, because Cam Newton's not a quarterback. That's right. Mike's off the show. <laughs> Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Get him out. Um. All right. So, yeah, that was – there's not much to talk about with this game, honestly, because it's like start, digs, knocks, bore if he's healthy, and Josh Allen if he's healthy, and that's it. Like Tuba, you can flex. Like Walker said, I don't know if there's much to talk Singletary, about. Singletary, you can flex if you're desperate. He's got enough of a if, role that he can get like nine or ten points. 
Yeah, he's a. I've noticed uh, there was a a little bit of a PPR bump for Devin Singletary. Um, so yeah, Singletary had. Excuse me, one sec here. Let me pull up these numbers. Singletary had uh, six receptions last week, and he does have these spike games every once in a while because he had like seven receptions against Jacksonville. Um, so yeah, he can he can get you some points, and um, he uh, he's been just okay for a while. So uh, Devin yeah, Singletary. I mean- Top top twenty four three of the last six weeks. Um, not too bad. You can trust him, I think, especially if Zach Moss is a healthy scratch. Oh God, Zach Moss. Yeah, that that guy has uh, fallen apart. Um, so my question for you guys, my win loser draw for this one, we'll get right into it because very straightforward game. Uh, Devin Singletary, who we just briefly mentioned, Chuba Hubbard, um, who's taken over the running back one role there again, and DJ Moore, who is dealing with the hamstring issue like we mentioned uh i will say i'll say the win is dj Moore. um i think he'll have a better game in this one than most people would expect given his season and given buffalo's strong defense on paper he won't see any tradavius white and i think that'll allow him to break off one like solid chunk play that gets him into the double digit mark um the draw, I will say Singletary. Um, I think he gets his normal touch load. I think he probably doesn't score, but he's going to end up with, like like I said, like nine or ten points. And then uh, I'll say the loss is Hubbard. I, I don't think he scores in this game, so he's probably going to be stuck around five or six points. Okay. Is Robbie Anderson a sneaky start before we get into uh, the Not against Buffalo. Okay. That was what I wanted to hear. Mike? Yeah, I agree. Not okay. against Buffalo. Who's your win, loser, draw here? Singletary, Chuba, and DJ Moore. I'm going to go with the win. I'm going to go with Chuba Hubbard just because that Buffalo mm. defensive front is leaking oil badly. Uh, they they just really have been struggling against the run. Um, DJ Moore is the loss. Devin Singletary, the draw. Okay. And then I assume this is a Buffalo sweep. Like, I didn't yeah, even ask you guys. I just, I, just, I just put it in the show doc. <laughs> I'm going with Buffalo, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Buffalo should should Buffalo. All right, Buffalo. All right, so let's go. Ahead, let's move on to the next game. Detroit and Arizona. Arizona's ten and three. Detroit one eleven and one. This is a uh, forty-seven and a half point over under. Arizona thirteen and a half point favorites. Um, injuries in this one. We've got DeAndre Hopkins will be out for the rest of the year um, with an injury he suffered on Monday night. Um, Rodney Hudson has been put on the COVID IR list. He is the starting center. For the Cardinals, uh, James Conner, um, it's up in the air if he plays. He injured his ankle at the end of the Monday night football game. Um, for Detroit, uh, TJ Hawkinson underwent thumb surgery and will miss the rest of the season. Uh, DeAndre Swift has not par- pla- practiced or played since Thanksgiving, so it's looking like he's going to be out for Sunday as well. Jamal Williams remains on COVID IR, so I guess it's Craig Reynolds. Is that his name? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, if I, I still have Williams in my rankings because you would think he'd come off COVID IR before the game, but yeah. we'll see. If he doesn't. They've got then... until Saturday at four Eastern to, to get him off the list. So Right. So, yeah, if if he doesn't, then, yeah, Reynolds will be the lead back and Iguibuque will be the change of pace. Iguibuque. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. He's got you there, Godwin. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I started him, and uh, that negative half a fantasy point sure was fun to stare at. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm sorry about that. No, it's I would have done it anyways. So, uh, so looking at the again, sorry, my dog, I can't stick her outside. I am outside. Um, looking at the um, start sits for this one. So, Amon Ross St. Brown uh, is a wide receiver three for you, Walker. Um, mm -hmm. th that's basically the only line you want to start. Jamal Williams is looking like a flex. Um, yep. So, Mike, is there any of that that you disagree with? No. Okay, my dog is flipping out. I don't know if that's coming up on the mic. Barely. Uh, barely. Okay. Um, so for the Cardinals, uh, Walker, you've got James Conner still as an RB1 with Chase Edmonds coming back. Um, let's talk about that. you got Edmonds at 28, Conner at 11. Um, do you think they're just going to work Edmonds back in a little bit? Or they are? I, I'm kind of shocked that if Edmonds is playing, you don't think he's going to have a, a really big day because it's the Lions. I I don't see them just, you know, firing Edmonds back up into his normal role immediately. Mm -hmm. um, I, I would expect him probably to not run the ball very much, um, probably be more strictly in the passing game, which I just don't think they'll need to use a whole lot. Um, they should win this game fairly easily, so I, I don't expect that they're going to need to to do much like hurry up or two minute drill stuff. Um I don't think that uh, – I, I just, you know, as long as Connor, you know, is able to clear injury report by uh, by tomorrow, you know, end of tomorrow, you know, it's, if he's if he's not a game-time decision, I would expect him to carry the load for the most part on the ground, which they'll use a lot. So he'll be used to put the game away in the second half. I'm sure he'll score at least one, maybe two touchdowns. So even if his role is smaller, he should still have a good points game. I mean, he's shown that he can – have big points days without, you know, a huge touch load earlier in the season as well, especially when he's playing bad teams. Yeah. So I just, I, Arizona's going to score a lot of points and Connor is going to get some of those touchdowns. Okay. And then Mike, uh, your question for this game had to do with the wide receivers on Arizona. So why don't you speak on that a little bit? Well, I, that was my question. Oh, walk. That's Walker's question. Sorry. Walker. I'm like, what did I do? I didn't, All right. All right, Walker, ask Mike your question. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Got I, it. W with Hopkins out, uh, who, which wide receiver steps up for Arizona? A.J. Green. He says A.J. Green. Uh, I kind of agree. Um, I think both Christian Kirk and A.J. Green will, uh, will be better. I would expect probably more more of a role like what he had last week for Green, what he had on Monday. Um, maybe not 10 targets every week, but somewhere in the high single digits. And Kirk should get more of the role he had, like, very early in the season when he was a solid play pretty much every week. Um, I, I think that they're both pretty similar. Uh, I'll have Kirk slightly higher just because I rank for PPR, and Kirk gets the typically easier to catch targets closer to the line of scrimmage. So he'll probably catch a higher percentage of them. Plus I think he's a slightly more talented player at this point in their careers than AJ green is screens. What 31, 32 and uh, like one ankle tweak away from disintegrating. So uh, yeah, I, I, I think they should, they're both like wide receiver three plays. Um, and it's your personal preference. I have them in the same tier. I just prefer Kirk slightly, but I can understand preferring Green as well. 
So my thoughts on it are, I don't know if one player in particular absorbs these targets. You know, they've got Chase Edmonds coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got Rondale Moore, who seems to, wherever they can, like, fit him in, that's where they try to use him. Then you've got A.J. Green and Christian Kirk and Zach Ertz. Like, they're not short on targets. So I don't know if there's one guy in particular in this back or in this uh, offense that really kind of absorbs the whole load. I think it's going to get... Um, uh, spread out among everybody um, because Kyler is not that type of quarterback that just locks in on one guy. You heard it here first, folks. Kyler is going to spread out his load among right. multiple teammates. You know, he's going to spread it out and then everybody <laughs> will receive a load. There it is. Same yeah. thing, but different. Um, yeah. So I just, I, I just don't think that uh, um, Kyler is the type of guy that loves to focus on one player. So, um, all right, let's talk a uh, win, lose, or draw in this one. All right, uh, Chase Edmonds, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Zach Ertz. Amon Ross, the winner. Uh, Chase I Edmonds. love Amon Ross St. Brown. I'm going to regret dropping him this year for next year. I probably could have kept him. Or man I could have kept him. Yeah. But, the, yeah. yeah, the man has 24 targets in the last two games. He's averaging just under 80. I think it's just under 80 yards per game in the last two games. Uh, he's turning into like one of those PPR guys, um, somewhere between like Jacoby Myers and Hunter Renfro, that type of type of player. And, um, so he's the win for me. I think he's going to continue to get a ton of targets for the rest of the year with no TJ Hawkinson and with Deandre Swift at best compromised and potentially no Swift or Jamal Williams. Um, and then I will go lose chase Edmonds because uh, they'll probably work him back a little bit um it is the lions um so they don't have to work particularly hard to defeat them so it's not going to be an all hands on deck situation i think zach Ertz will be a draw you know four for 40 and maybe a touchdown yeah uh i'm, I'm going with a loss for Edmonds, draw for st brown win for Ertz. i think it'll be a good Ertz game okay mike what do you think uh, Los Edmonds, uh, he's just too much of a passing down kind of back. He does good things. He, he's more than just that, but he's limited as well. Uh, and then the win will go to St. Brown because I think Detroit's going to be down in this game, so they'll need to throw. And what we've seen so far with St. Brown, he's getting better and better each week. So I think he will get a bulk of those passes and then um, a draw for Zachers, his four for 50 kind of game. Okay. So uh, this game is very split among starts and don't starts. Uh, Christian Kirk at 28, Amon Ross St. Brown at 30, AJ Green are your wide receiver options here. Chase Edmonds is just a flex. James Connors, a running back one. Zachers, uh tight end eight kyler murray obviously must start he's kyler murray uh arizona wins this one yep i agree arizona okay uh sounds good so let's go ahead um move on to the next one uh jets in miami jets are three and ten miami six and seven uh, this one started at a 42-point over/under with Miami eight and a half point favorites. It's now 41 
with Miami as nine and a half point favorites. So it doesn't matter what happens in Miami because everybody has COVID, but they're still favorites. Uh, Jalen Waddle is on the COVID IR list, as are all of their running backs, including Jared Dokes, who's on the practice squad, who they put on COVID IR today. Duke Johnson is literally the only healthy running back on their roster as recording this. Uh, Malcolm Brown has resumed practicing this week, but there's no update. It doesn't sound like he's coming off of the COVID list. Um, Patrick Laird also has an MCL injury and is expected to miss multiple weeks. So big old yikes for the Dolphins. For the Jets, uh, Tevin Coleman practiced. He's got a concussion. Tyler Croft is um, designated to return off of IR. Michael Carter is designated to return off of IR as well. Elijah Moore is on IR with a quad, but then he was also placed on the COVID IR. So uh, fun times there, but that shouldn't affect much because I think a quad should, if everything goes to plan, take longer to heal than COVID-19. Um, and um, in this one, I mean, let's let's start with uh, Walker's ranks because uh, you haven't had a chance to update yet. So with no Jalen Waddle, you have a 22 right now. You haven't had a chance to update yet this because today's been insane. Uh, where does Devontae Parker, who you have at 32, where does he jump for you? Um, <clears throat> he'll be in the like mid-tier wide receiver two range. So, like, I have Chase Claypool, 17. Um, I'd probably put him, like, probably right above Claypool, so he'd be number 17. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Mike, what are your thoughts on uh, uh, Devontae Parker this week with no Jalen Waddle? Well, yeah, definitely like the matchup in the Jets, and mm-hmm. Devontae Parker without Jalen Waddle means that there's going to be more funneling towards him in his direction, so I like it a lot. I, th- I think he has, if he can get in the end zone, I, he could be the top 12 to 15 wide receiver on the week. You guys know who I think is going to benefit from this, right? Mike Gesicki. Michael J. Gesicki, folks. Walker's got him at tight end seven. I think that he is going to have a big game this week. I think... He is a dependable target, which Devontae Parker is not. Um, and there's nothing else for Tua this weekend. There's nobody else to throw it to. So I think Mike Kosicki's going to have a big game. Uh, I think Preston Williams is a must. No, don't start Preston. Get He's him prob- out of here. Get, get him out of here. <laughs> um, for the Dolphins, Walker, you were bullish on Miles Gaskin returning. It looks like you have him as a top end running back, too. Yeah, yeah, I have him at 13. The Jets running back uh, matchup is insanely good. Um, They're historically bad at defending running backs for fantasy point purposes. So, yeah, I mean, if if Gaskin is able to get off the COVID list, then he will be outstanding um, for fantasy. If he doesn't, then I play whoever starts, whether it's Malcolm Brown or Duke Johnson or whoever. Play them as an RB2 and you'll be fine. Okay, so I was going to ask Mike, Mike, uh, let's say the running back is Duke Johnson. Where does he slot in for you? A running back two or whereabouts does he slot in for you? <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about Duke Johnson. Um, oh, wait until wait you get my follow up question, baby. You'll be even more confused as to who we're talking about. I, I, I can't. I, no, I. Yeah. Late, maybe at the best, an RB2. Like, we're talking 23, RB23 on the week. Um, I, I don't I don't mind him as a flex play because he does catch a lot of passes. He's a good receiver out of the backfield. So he could possibly hit double digits just because of that situation. But, 
no, I don't, I don't want any part of him at all if I can help it. Okay, and Miami is also ta- uh, has been talking to and uh, is working on bringing in Lamar Miller. So Jesus what if Christ. Lamar ah. Miller <laughs> is around? Oh God. It's really stretching the credulity of the, like, start any running backs against the Jets. Yeah, I mean, if they bring bring Lamar Miller in and he's the backup, I am not playing Lamar Miller in any circumstance. I don't care how good the matchup is. That's not happening. But if they bring him in, what he last time he and Duke Johnson were on a team together, he was the lead back. He was was two years ago. (laughs) So it's it's not factually incorrect. I think I think Duke Johnson's been on more teams than Lamar Miller. Duke Johnson's been more valuable. I yeah, uh, I don't Johnson and Lamar Miller have been on the same like touring circuit this this season. They've been going to San Francisco and Carolina and and um uh, whoever point, else gets Yeah, they might as well just like carpool at this point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they might as well cuz holy hell. There's these there's these stories of uh, in Hollywood where you get like an audition and you go into a room and it's like three or four guys who look exactly like you and you're just tired of seeing the exact same guys like Lamar Miller shows up for a workout and Duke Johnson's there and he's like, oh, come on. This guy again. Um, so, yeah, I'm I, I'm interested in neither of these guys if Lamar Miller shows up because it's going to be a nightmare. What do they like sit around the room and they're like seeing each other and they're like, hey. Lamar, do you think you're going to land this job? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. How yeah. about you? No There's, way. Yeah, oh, they're both the circling. Yeah, they're both circling the drain fast. So, um who wins this game, guys? Miami. Uh, oh, we forgot to talk about uh Mike's question. Sorry, I got ahead of myself. Uh Mike, let's talk about Michael Carter, assuming he comes off the injury list this week. Yeah, assuming I think he will, but yeah, we don't know for sure yet. Uh, uh, assuming Michael Carter a top twenty RB this week. Uh, um, yeah. It's close. Yeah, I would. I I would probably say no, just barely. Um, he'd be a back end RB two. Um, yeah, I think I'd I'd probably put him like at twenty four or so. So looking at Walker's list, I have a hard time putting him so walker's got 20 through 25 he's got zeke penny sanders javante melvin gordon aaron jones yeah and i would probably put carter between gordon and jones that's where i'm having trouble because i it's i'm somewhere in that range but i can't figure out if it's above gordon or behind jones but he's somewhere in there so, I mean, because we've got also this Javante Williams injury situation that's cropped up that they're like, well, I'm not saying he's not playing. It's like, oh, OK, great. Um, so we'll see how that works out. Um, yeah, he's somewhere between 20 and 25 for me, but I would say definitely not like a rock solid top 20. Like looking at Walker's list, I can't see a guy here that I would start Michael Carter over. And I'm also a Michael Carter skeptic. So... I, he could sneak in potentially, depending on what news we see from Zeke Elliott on Friday. Maybe that he could sneak in there, but I don't know. This list is so messy because all these guys have so many question marks. Penny, Sanders, Javante, Gordon, Aaron Jones, Zeke Elliott, Saquon Barkley, Chase Edmonds. It's all just like, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen with them? It's all, it's all up in the air. So not a rock solid top 20 guy, but he could sneak into the back end is, I guess, my answer for that. 
Yeah, I mean, it sounds good to me. All right, who's your win-loser draw, Mike? My win-loser draw uh, is Carter and Gaskin and Tua. Oh, God, Tua's got to be a loss. He's got nobody to throw to. Uh, Carter will be... draw because he's been all right and that means my boy miles gaskin's gonna be the victor because they have no other running backs there so if he's active he's the victor baby yeah i'll go with gaskin win to a draw carter loss like if we come back on tuesday mike and we're talking about miles gaskin getting 11 targets we can't be that surprised given what this team looks like right now (laughs) so you know it's you're right yeah it's like okay so they gave, yeah, it's like, okay, they gave Devontae Parker six targets. They're all deep shots. Gesicki got nine, and all the rest went to dump offs to Miles Gaskin. Like, that would not be shocking to me. I don't think that's what happens, but it would not shock me. Um, I'm going to go, do the Jets, do the Jets shock the world? Because Miami has nobody left on offense, but the Jets still have Zach Wilson. I'll go Miami. Yeah, Miami. Yeah, I'm going Miami as well. All right. Anything else you guys want to add about this one? No. All right. Dallas and the... Oh, Mike, do you have anything you want to add? No. Dallas and the Giants. Dallas is four and nine. The Giants are nine and... Wait, no, I got this backwards. There's no way Dallas is four and nine. <laughs> no. <laughs> Those are the yeah, the other Giants, way around. baby! <laughs> I was like, wait. I was like, what? I was like, wow, I'm, shock- I'm shocked by this Dallas record. And then I like see the cow- the Giants record. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Got him backwards. Dallas is either four, Giants are four and nine. Okay, uh, before you go on, which one would be more believable if true, as you stated? Oh, the Cowboys Dallas being bad. Yeah, the, Cow- the, the Cowboys being four and nine is way more believable. Cause- yeah, like that's not super likely with Dak, but like. Yeah, the the Giants being nine and four is unfathomable with Joe Judge as their coach. (laughs) Yeah, with Joe Judge as their coach, and they're starting Mike Glennon for multiple weeks this year. So, um, but yeah, with uh, with Dak being beat up all year, um, I would say four and nine was definitely like in the cards for them. But yeah, let's let's try this again. Dallas nine and four, Giants four and nine, forty four and a half point over under. Giants are ten and a half point home underdogs in this one. And uh, injuries in this game, uh, Saquon Barkley had a limited practice on Thursday with an ankle issue. John Ross is on uh, the COVID IR. Um, Jake Fromm might play. Daniel Jones was not cleared. I doubt he gets cleared for the rest of the year. Kadarius Toney is also on the COVID IR. Leonard Williams, a defensive lineman, has an elbow injury. For the Cowboys, we got Tony Pollard, who's dealing with the plantar fascia, um, which if you want to listen to me talk about my experience with plantar fascia you can sign up for the patreon patreon.com slash football absurdity um i talked about my plantar fascia issues on tuesday uh he was limited in practice with his foot issue zeke says his knee feels the best it's felt in a while which that doesn't really mean much um (laughs) to me um tyron smith will not play against the giants cedric wilson was placed on the covid list and those are all the injuries for the cowboys so my question for this game is do the Giants even score 15 points in this game, led by Mike Glennon, a hobbled Saquon Barkley, and Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton? I don't see a path to them scoring 15 points in this game. No, next question. (laughs) Mike? 
I think 15 is awfully low, but it's not out of the realm of possibility for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think it's definitely a possibility that they only scored 15 or less points in this in this game. Yeah, because if you look at the over under, it's 44 and a half, and it's like uh, minus 5.25 for the spread. Uh, their implied total is 17. <laughs> It's 17. So it's like, that's what Vegas thinks is going to happen. Yeah. I think, I think 17 is 15 to 17 is pretty right on. That's what I would definitely say. Okay. So, uh, Mike over under 16 and a half points. There we go. Now I got Mike cut. Yeah. I'm like right in the middle now. Um, told me your range. So I put it, you put it in a spot where you had to decide. (laughs) Actually, I would go over. I was thinking more 17. Um, so I would, I would go over. Sure. Mike loves the Giants. Walker, I love the Giants. Uh, you said under 15, right? Yeah. Under 14. Uh, yeah. Oh. Under 10. No. Okay. So I'm they going 13. So they, I was gonna say they score 13 points. So yes, because that's that's, right. that's pretty much mathematically the most uh, most likely outcome there. So um, win, lose, or draw, you guys. Uh, Saquon Barkley, Michael Gallup, and Dalton Schultz. Mm, I'm going to go with, I'll go with a Barkley draw. Um, I, I think he's going to have a pretty similar game to what he did, what he has been having. Um, pretty much his range of outcomes is if he doesn't score, he's like an okay flex. And if he does score, he's like a good RB2. So it's going to be in that range. Um, I will go with a win for... Michael Gallup, I'll say he scores a touchdown and a loss for Dalton Schultz just because I'll say he doesn't score a touchdown. Okay. Mike, what are your thoughts? So I agree with Walker on a draw for Saquon. I was going to go with him as the win, but I think the Giants are just going to be way too far behind in this game. And Devontae Booker still has a role for some reason with, with Saquon. So they're, they're, he, Saquon's it's not like he, he normally is. It's all his running back. It's it's not. Devontae Booker has carries as well. Uh, and they're going to be behind. So uh, it's going to be very tough for Saquon to be more than what he kind of typically is. I, I think like last week kind of game is 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 somewhere that I could say, OK, yeah, that, that makes sense to me for against Dallas. Uh, as far as the loss, I'm going to go Michael Gallup because that Giants defense, uh, that secondary has gotten a lot better. They're they're really tightening things up back there. They've um, they're looking more and more like they did last year. Uh, so I, I think a loss to Gallup and then Schultz, uh, maybe a touchdown. Um, so I'll go with the I'll go with the win there with with Dalton Schultz. Okay, and um. I forgot to mention Walker's ranks. Uh, he's got Lamb Cooper as wide receiver ones, Dak Prescott as a quarterback two, which Walker, I assume that speaks to Mike, what Mike said about the Giants defense. Yes, yes. Jeff, that's <laughs> Sorry, my, my mic wouldn't unmute. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, if you can pivot away from Dak, I would, but I don't think it'll be a terrible game. Like, I don't think he's going to turn the ball over a bunch, but um, yeah, I could definitely see like a 14 pointer from Dak, which is not great. Not great. And, um, who scores more points, Dalton Schultz or Brandon Ayuk? 
next question. <laughs> That's right. Bitcoin. Brandon Ayuk led me to a bye week this week. In the consolation bracket. Yeah, that's right. I'm who who's number three? Who's number three? It's me. Somebody's gotta play this week, but I, I get to kick back and relax in the yeah, consolation. I, I get to do that in my home league because I'm number two in that one. Uh this guy's number two. Mike, did you hear that? This guy's number Hoo-hoo. two. It's me. Guy, I'm guy, the poop man. This guy answers the call of duty. Um, <laughs> Hell yeah. I have I, I did poop today. Oh, I'm I'm glad to hear it, Walker. Woohoo! Way to go, Walker! Where? Yeah. All right, let That's me right. note that down for the intro. I I did poop today. All right, so um, for right the, the for the for the Giants, um, Walker is basically saying don't start anybody if you can help it. Saquon Barkley's 26, and that is the highest ranked player on their team. Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, Mike. I'll ask Mike because Walker has 20 and 26. Zeke or Saquon Barkley? I'm going to go with Barkley. I, okay. I can't trust Zeke when his health right now. Okay. Sounds good. So who wins this game and why is it Dallas in a blowout? Considering none of us think that uh, the Giants even score 20 points. No, no. Giants ain't scoring 20 points. Dallas winning. Uh, I take Zeke over Saquon barely. Uh that's it. All right. Mike, you good on that with the Giants? Yeah, Dallas Dallas in the victory. Um I think this is going to this might not be a bad game. This could be like 17 to 14 kind of game. That is a bad game. Well, I mean as far as it's I don't believe it's going to be a blowout. Um I think it's it could be much tighter than a ten and a half point favorite, uh, but yeah, Dallas Dallas is going to win this. The, the Giants just don't have a quarterback. Okay, sounds good. So let's go and move on to the next game. Washington football team travels to Philly, and I know I can't get these records wrong because they're both six and seven. <laughs> this is a forty four point over under. Philly nine and a half point favorites. Injuries in this one. Uh, Washington defensive end Montez Sweat who's uh, broke his jaw and then has had COVID-19, could return this week. Terry McLaurin practiced on Thursday. He's dealing with a concussion. Curtis Samuel, sidelined with a groin issue. Just put that man on IR. J.D. McKissick, sidelined with a concussion. Tyler Larson, center, is on the reserve COVID list. They are on their fifth string center for this one, who is also a plus-sized model, apparently. So shout-out to the hot center for the Washington football team, I, I would guess. like to say, I'd like to state for the record, uh, John Toth, he's yeah, he's attractive. <laughs> Walker that's is a, on the record. That's a good-looking dude. Signed, <laughs> right. a guy who likes dudes sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Walker, <laughs> we'll get him on the show. Walker, how's that? Um, Taylor Heineke. Oh, I'll, I'll get nervous. <laughs> I'll get scared. I'll get so scared. Uh, Taylor Heineke said his elbow felt good during Wednesday practice. He did have to leave the game. Um, and, um, that's good because if you can't play this weekend, Kyle Allen is on COVID IR who wants to take a shot in the dark as to who their starting quarterback would be. If neither one of those guys can go, uh, Steven Montez. Is he Michael. still playing? He was on the lions practice squad at one point, but I know he was with Washington, so he might have familiarity with their scheme or something. All right. Uh, Matt, somehow Matt Barkley, neither one of those guys are on their roster. Oh, God. Uh, 
Can I have a hint? Because I don't think I'll ever get it if I don't have a hint. Um, one guy has an apostrophe in his last name, and the other guy, um, he sure murmurs a lot. Uh, Kyle Shermer from Vanderbilt Kyle is Shermer. one of them. And then uh, the other one has an apostrophe in his last name. Yeah. Uh, Mike, you have any thoughts? Hell no. Apostrophe in his Trey Patrick? <laughs> no. I Jordan. Jordan. Oh, Ta'amu. Yeah, Jordan Ta'amu. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness. He's not, he that, he's not that bad. He, he I act- mean, come on. Ta'amu can actually he can actually spin it a little bit, so that wouldn't yeah. be a complete death sentence, but Shermer would be a complete death sentence. That dude's terrible. Yeah, I mean yeah, Kyle Shermer is not great. Jordan Ta'amu is is fine. He's probably I think he had a little spin in uh, in the XFL, Jordan Tiamu. Either that or the AAF. I can't remember which, but it One was the St. Louis team, and he was pretty good. If you're the Browns, yeah, rather bad. starting Tiamu or um, Nick Mullins? Tiamu. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's not sure, and he Jeez. loves Nick Mullins. <laughs> the Lord, that's bad. Um, yeah, I, I, I think... Um, I, I still got to go with my boy, Nick Mullins. Love no, my Nick no. Mullins. All right. For the Eagles, Miles Sanders re- remained limited with an ankle injury in practice. Same with Jordan Howard on a knee issue. Jalen Hurts got in a limited practice. He's dealing with an ankle issue. He is trending upwards, but it does not really sound like Jalen Hurts is going to play. And if he plays, it's not like he's going to be Jalen Hurts, what we expected from him this year. Um, Quez Watkins is on the IR list and and Mike's Mike's caping for uh, Gardner Minshew on the podcast, which is another thing that will get him kicked off. Um, <laughs> meme, meme quarterback, get him out of here. Yeah, meme <laughs> quarterback. So Walker, you still still got Jalen Hurts top five. Doesn't sound like you're too worried about this ankle. No, I mean if he if he plays, then they're confident that he can play like Jalen Hurts, and he'll still run plenty. I mean, uh. But, it, you know, they won't play him if he's not ready to be himself. They'll just go with Minshew. I mean, while I, I, I think Gardner Minshew is exhausting and I don't like talking about him, he's one of the better backup quarterbacks in the league for sure. Yeah, he's um, like a top 35 quarterback in the league. Like, yeah, he's a he's a very he's a fringe top 32 type guy. Yeah, so he's he'll be fine. I mean, if, if they've got to go with him, I would put him. Uh, let's see here. Against Washington, I think I'd put him QB. I think I'd put him QB 19. So, you know, in two quarterback leagues, good play. Otherwise, I wouldn't recommend it. Okay. So, um, Walker has actually an interesting question of this. And, Mike, then that's how we'll get your opinion on this game. So, Walker, you want to know if Gibson and Hurts are the only guys we – can start and let's say feel good about starting because we can start like Dallas Goddard. Right. Yeah. So Mike, what do you think? Are Gibson and Hertz the only guys we can feel good about starting? Um, I, well, I can't feel good about starting Hertz, uh, but I can feel good about Gibson. Okay. So yes. I mean, is there anybody else is the question? Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I just make Gibson is the only guy that I could I would feel good about um, putting out there. Um, yeah. Miles Sanders against that defense, but that defense has gotten um, 
talking about turnaround as well, they've turned things around quite a bit. So it's not the sieve as it once was in the first eight and ten games or however many weeks it's been, um, maybe even 12 weeks. But, um, yeah, I, yeah, I guess Gibson's the only guy I'd go with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would feel good about Gibson, not so much about Hurts. Hurts, I'm kind of, you would might get backed into it. I'd rather start the meme quarterback, the other one, not Gardner Minshew. I'd rather start Taysom uh, than oh. Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, because, and, and that's not, like, Jalen Hurts, there's not a thing when healthy that Jalen Hurts doesn't do better than Taysom Hill. But right now, he's not healthy. So, like, I would rather start Taysom Hill, who's only rostered in, like, half of leagues. And um, I'm trying to think before COVID, before the Jalen Waddle thing, I would have rather started Tua um, going up against the Jets. But um, yeah, I can't feel, really feel good about Jalen Hurts. Um, and so Walker, can I just list all your guys as lose, 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 and lose? Uh, no, that's not how it works. Okay, so uh, but I got away with two wins last week. Yeah, just, <laughs> well, I just, I let you off the hook for that one for sure. But yeah, um. I, I went all Eagles with this win-lose draw. Miles Sanders, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. Uh, losses, Devonta Smith, because the passing game is kind of getting really wobbly. Um, Gardner win, Minshew. Winner, win will be Miles Sanders because he will finally get, like, 20 touches. And draw will be Dallas Goddard because that man gets six targets every single week. All right. So. So, rundown on Jordan uh, Tiamu. Um, he, he was... Mike. Mike's like, forget all that. We need to talk about Jordan Tiamu. No, we don't. I will not stand for this. We don't need to do this. We're not doing this. His, his, he, was, he was undrafted in 2000. Mike, stop. Um, he, has Mike. A, he has a long last name, too. It's, it's oh, Tiamu Perifanos, by the way. Oh, that's a cool one. Uh, but, yes. His last um, longer than his NFL career has been. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Roasted. Got him. Only, like, six teams uh, twice with Detroit. Um, but, anyways, so, yeah, I think Sanders is – this is just ugly. Um, they, they all lose. Uh Devonte yeah, is the – the win the please. Sanders is the win. Devante is Devonta. Jesus. Uh now I know why you'd rather talk about Jordan Talamu. Yeah, let, let's yeah. <laughs> no. He has a middle name of Talolo. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um and Goddard is the win. Goddard right. loss. Sanders draw. Devonta Smith win. Okay, but the only guy we want to start in this game is uh Antonio Gibson. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. Because yeah. uh, Terry McLaurin injured and uh, has been extremely boom bust. So mm-hmm. I'm not, yeah, so I'm not particularly bullish on starting him. So who wins this game? I'm going to go Washington. Kayalu. Washington uh, football team, baby. Yeah, I'll also go Washington. I'm going to go Philadelphia because I need to catch up. Yeah, Mike's, Mike's. My, ranks, my team's. Mike's oh, like, yeah. I'm, so uh, we'll. I, I'll give you the rundown since we mentioned it. Um, Jeff got 13 out of 14 last week. Yeah. Which is better than he did. Oh, never mind. He's You're not even in the 
my pick him anymore because you forgot to pick too many times. Yep, that's right. <laughs> so you just gave me $10. That's right. Uh, oh, man. I, I got 12 out of 14 and might get 12 out of 14. So I'm at 95, Jeff's at 94, and Mike's at 92. So it's still anybody's game. Yeah, I need to catch up. I need to catch up. All right. Um, Mike so we got- loves my, call call Mike Hines because he's got to catch up. Hines <laughs> fifty seven. Folks, um, what was I? I was gonna make some joke, but it got run over by uh, by actually dealing with the podcast. Come on, guys. All right. Pittsburgh and Tennessee. Next one up. Uh, Tennessee is nine and four. Pittsburgh is six six and one. Is that correct? That doesn't. Oh, yeah, that's that, right. Okay, I was going to say, do those both add up to 13? I am cold. I am sitting outside. Um, this one is a 43-point over-under, and it is an even line. This one started out with Tennessee as two-point favorites. Um, injuries in this one, um, none really listed for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, TJ Watt is dealing with a groin issue, but he doesn't uh, have a serious groin issue, although that's easy to say when it's not your groin. Um, the existing injuries continue to exist for the Titans. Uh A.J. Brown, um, Derrick Henry, all that stuff. Uh, A.J. Brown is actually eligible to come off of the IR. So that's something to kind of monitor if they start to uh, work him back. Just see if he got dropped in your league because, you know, he might be a guy worth starting in a three. Wide receiver league. Uh, my wide receiver one for the season at one point certainly has fallen. So, um, Mike, what do you want to talk about with this one? So my my curiosity is now and in the future, but it has to do with Deontay Johnson. Is Deontay Johnson a top 15 wide receiver at this point? And can we consider him going into next year as well as a top 15 wide receiver? Yes. Next question. Cool. All right, boys. Derwin James is playing tonight. I just got the notification. Cool. Thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Walker, what do you think about this Deontay Johnson top 15? Yeah, I, I agree on both accounts. Um, he's, he, for fantasy purposes at least, uh, you know, in real life, I, I don't know. I, I'd have to go through it. But in terms of fantasy, yeah, he gets a ton of targets. Um, I would expect Matt Canada to still be around as OC next year, even with Ben gone. Um, Johnson's the best receiver they have. Um, he, he's occasionally the drops pop up but it's not nearly as big of an issue this year as it has been um previously in his career so he clearly works on what he's not good at and gets better um so yeah it, uh he should be uh definitely a, a fringe wide receiver one type guy pretty much every season i would imagine yeah he had three drops on the season i'm pretty sure i don't know how they credit him but he had at least one against minnesota last week on primetime and they might have credited him with a second so it's it's a very, like, all of a sudden he has drops. He didn't have drops throughout most of the year. I have to say that he is very much the type of player that kind of doesn't matter who the quarterback is, which is, I think, the crux of Mike's question. Like, if mm-hmm. there's no more Big Ben, if there's no more, like, reliance on the short game, um, you know, can he continue to produce? I think he can do what they need him to do, um, yep. whether that's be a short game, an intermediate guy, or a deeper guy. Because, um, like... His ADOT this year is actually the highest of his career, which is weird to think about. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. kind of the guy. The guy he kind of reminds me of in terms of like what his fantasy production is likely to be is T.Y. Hilton, um, where he's just like back end wide receiver one, high end wide receiver two type guy throughout his prime, and then as he ages, he'll kind of fade more into a flex guy. 
Yeah, I thought you were saying his production style, and I was like, that no, T.Y. Hilton's a deep ball guy. But yeah, I mean, sort of that like um, just always, always. I think top fifteen is the right number. Like worst yeah, case like scenario. Hilton, yeah, like Hilton would not. You know, he he. It didn't ever seem like he was that elite guy. Then you'd look up at the end of the season and it was like, oh, T.Y. Hilton was wide receiver ten this year. Yeah, and, and then he'd get had, ranked at fourteen the next year. Right, and then yeah, and then he gets drafted in the middle of the wide receiver two range, and you're like, oh, I got a back end wide receiver one for cheap. Yep. So yes, Mike, what do you think about it, Mike? I I like him with with Ben Roethlisberger, and as we know, big Ben is retiring. So I, you I don't think it know depends. that he said he's he's going to be done with the Steelers. He's going. Okay. He's going. He's going for the shoe next year. Uh, I, no. We don't want him here. Uh, um, oh, guys, I would like to I'd like to announce some news. Uh, a somewhat prominent fantasy football account has uh, gone horned on the timeline. Oh, God, who's who's gone horned? Uh, Jordan Vanek. Oh, come Just, on, Jordan. He retweeted something from Taylor Mathis, who works for Bat Karma and DFS Karma. And it is a. Uh, going to a chance to go to a week 18 game with her and attaches a picture with her boobs pushed up real high. Oh, I've seen that. I, yeah, yeah. Come on, Jordan. Come on, Jordan. You're getting bonked on the podcast. Yeah. Bonking your ass. Get out of here. Get out of here. Calm down. Nobody wants to see that. Yeah. We don't need, we don't need you retweeting this. If I want to see boobs on the internet, I'll find boobs on the internet. You just go to uh, Pornhub and see all the bulbs you want. Yeah, you know? that's right. All the what? The bulbs? Bul- bulb. I the think bulbs. Mike just said bulbs. <laughs> all the bulbs. All right. The uh, floaters. <laughs> this is how, uh, Mike. You might want to update that terminology before you and your wife hang out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Let's talk about football. Uh, Chase Claypool. He plays football for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He'll be playing in this game. Uh, Walker has him as a mid-level uh, wide receiver, too. Deontay Johnson must start top five guy. Najee Harris, top 10 guy. Um, but here's here's the thing. And, Mike, I want to get your impression on this. Walker has Pat Fryermuth 14th. Turn the blowtorch on him. Turn the blowtorch on him. I don't understand how you could have Thank Pat Fryermuth at 14th when they're playing the Tennessee Titans. That makes That's zero right. sense. I disagree. You're wrong, sir. He got your ass. <laughs> sir. Sir. Uh. The Titans aren't bad against tight ends. Um, and it's right there I, in their name, tight ends. Yeah, that's why they're good at defending them, because they know they have an in-depth knowledge of the position, which makes it all the weirder that their best tight end is Michael Pruitt. Uh, um, no, their best tight end is... Uh, Jeff Swain. Swain, yeah. <laughs> their best tight end is fullback Kari Blazingame. He's got the best Woo-hoo! name. Yeah, and he's also way... He's super athletic. They, they just... Nobody's figured out a way to use him. Like I feel like he could be almost use check like, but nobody wants to give him a chance. Yeah, you need a definitely a very specific uh, coach. Anyways, um, Walker hates Pat Fryermuth. No, I like Pat Fryermuth. I just don't want to play him this week specifically. You're not he gonna hates... fire up the mouth. No, no fire in my mouth this week. Dang it. We're like the last holdout to not call him Muth. Everybody else calls him Muth. And we're like the last, the last holdout well, to call him. Yeah, mouth. because because Mike came up with fire mouth and it's better. Yeah, it is way better. I'm I'm trying to get it. I'm gonna fire Herms if he doesn't stop calling him Mooth on his podcast. 
Yes, start calling him Fire. I'm now. firing Herms from his podcast. <laughs> yeah, you hear that, Herms? <laughs> you're I know fired. You listen. You're fired. You're done. Um. Anyways, uh, for the Titans, um, Walker has like Deonta Foreman, and that's it. Uh, Julio Jones is 40. Deonta Foreman's 29, so a flex play. Mike, can you really disagree with this? They have completely fallen apart. I don't see how you could disagree with it. Yeah, they completely fallen apart. It's really bad. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Okay, so let's uh, let's go to uh, my quest. Oh no, uh, it's a uh, win, loser, draw. Win, loser, draw. We have Big Ben, Tannehill, and Foreman. I I kind of think that people. Um, are looking at the stream and I think both of these guys could offer streamable streamable ability. So I was curious on more curious on which one of you guys think or is the big Ben, the winner or Tannehill, the winner onto this. Um, I would have to go big Ben because he has more healthy yeah. weapons. Yeah. And Ro- Roethlisberger has, I mean, it's the better matchup. Like Pittsburgh isn't a good defense, but they're not awful. Tennessee's been a really bad pass defense all year. I mean, they gave up zero points to the Jags and picked off Lawrence four times last week, and they're still second to last in terms of fantasy points against in terms of quarterbacks. So, uh, yeah, it's not good. Um, I would stream Roethlisberger over Tannehill, um, and that's why I'm going to go with a loss for Tannehill, a draw for Roethlisberger, and a win for Foreman. Okay, so since week nine, I just grabbed the last five games. Um, Ryan Tannehill is averaging 193 passing yards, um, 1.4 combined touchdowns rushing and receiving, and 1.2 picks. Big Ben has half as many picks, twice as many touchdowns, and 60 more passing yards per game. Like, Big Ben has been good recently. He has multiple touchdowns in four of his last, yeah, in fantasy, yes. Four of his last five games, he has at least two touchdowns. And he's throwing for a lot of yards. He's not running, but he's throwing for a decent amount of yards, 270, 260. Well, I hope he's not running. Did you see him try to get that first down last yeah, Thursday? Yeah, I, I tweeted um, out the gif of the Ent from uh, Lord of the Rings trying to, like, walk. Yeah, I mean, he, he got it, but, like, he looked like the least athletic man to ever live. It's like uh, he looked like um, Rich Eisen when they put him next to all the guys running their 40. Like, he, yeah, he big, looked like Rich Eisen there. Is that Big Ben or Darren Ravel? Is that Big Ben or Big Ben, parentheses, the clock? The clock, yeah. yeah. That, that was just the clock tower tipping over. That's how they measure his 40 now, is with the, with the actual Big Ben. Bing bong. Bing bong. Um, all right, let's see. Bing bong. Now that's going to be in my head. Um, Who wins? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. No. Pittsburgh. Yes, Pittsburgh. Mike? Mike. More like the Pittsburgh, because that place sucked. I have no idea. I've never been there. Um, I called him when they were getting their uh, asses handed them last week. I called him Pittsburgh. So, got him. I like Mike. That. Who wins? This is a close one. Uh, I'm going to go Tennessee. All right. Ooh, are you Ryan Tannehill? Because you're the only ten I see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, next game up. Houston two and eleven, Jacksonville two and eleven, thirty nine and a half point over under. Jacksonville started. What's up? Go ahead, Walker. I just want. I want this game to go away. Yes, 
Jacksonville three point favorites. Urban Meyer gets fired. They are now four and a half point favorites. So. That's the Daryl Bevel bump, baby. <laughs> wow, that's insane. All right, so um, injuries in this one. Uh, like we mentioned, uh, Urban Meyer got fired. Uh, if you didn't know that, just go check Twitter because everybody's been laughing at him since last night. My man got fired at midnight his time. He got fired in the middle of the night. Uh, more like Urban fired. Urban fired, folks. He's going to go. Uh, I tweeted out that picture of him with the, the Papa John's pizza. And, yeah, and like <laughs> the sad pizza. Yeah, he's he's going to go. He's going to take the one open FBS job, which is Temple. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um. All right. James Robinson did not practice on Thursday uh, because, guys, it's our favorite. Our favorite phrase. He is. It's a load management. Uh, <laughs> Mike knows all about that. Hey, Hell folks. Yeah. I, I, uh, I plan my load management daily. Carlos Hyde did not practice on Wednesday with the concussion. Carry on Johnson worked out for them. Oh my oh, God. Lord. Um, I'm sad that carry on got hurt so many times that this is his career now. He's younger than Tyson Williams, which is insane to me because like Tyson Williams actually got a shot and carry on just like, yeah, carry on. He's like 25. He's like 23, 24. Maybe. Yeah. He's, He's just he's been so injured so often that he just doesn't have the juice anymore, which sucks. Oh, yeah. He turned 24 this year. OK, yeah, that's I had it all wonky. Yeah, he just yeah, he just doesn't have the juice anymore. And it's it's awful. And it's like one of those things about this league that's like guys just get chewed up and spit out. So um, for the Texans, Rex Burkhead practiced with his hip issue. Uh, Terrence Mitchell and Terrence Brooks. Uh, were placed on the COVID list. Maybe don't be named Terrence. You get COVID. Uh, Christian <laughs> yeah. Christian Kirksey was placed on the COVID list. Uh, David Johnson was activated from the COVID list. Davis Mills is going to be the starting quarterback for the rest of the year. Mike loves Davis, Davis Mills, Mills, baby. Walker does not. <laughs> uh, Davis Mills is certainly a quarterback. Hey, we figured out he's on. He is has a chance to be like third. In uh, 300-yard pass games as a rookie, like all time. So That's interesting. <laughs> He's got a shot at it. So um, here's my question for you guys. The second about- most pointed rookie, I think, this year. And he's played in, like, uh, just 12 games. Or Did you say second games. most pointed? Pointed, yes. <laughs> he has, Mike, Mike he has, is now pointing. He has the second most points. All right. Here's my question for you guys. We start James Robinson. We start Brandon Cooks and we move on, right? Yeah, that's correct. Mike? Davis Mills, baby. Okay. Mike wants to start Davis Mills in a two quarterback league and I have trouble disagreeing. Other than that, do we move on? Yes. All right. Uh, Win, lose, or draw? The players, the fans, and the announcers. Uh, We're going to go with a win for the players because they don't have to deal with Urban Meyer anymore. That's right. Um. We're going with a loss for the fans because this game's going to suck. And we're going to draw for the announcers because they're the, whatever team gets sh- shunned to Jacksonville for this is going to suck no matter what. So uh, Tiki Barber, gonna, probably. Yeah, it's just going to be par <laughs> for the course. It'll be the LeVar Arrington crew, which he's shockingly bad. Uh, I'm going to figure that out. Um, Mike, who wins, loses or draws between the uh, players, the fans and the announcers? Davis Mills. Davis okay. Mills wins. Gotcha. Um, I mean, technically, that's what I said too. <laughs> that's correct. Yeah, I think I think the the Jacksonville players definitely win with the firing of Urban Meyer. Uh, the fans are going to be bored, so maybe they'll get drunk and have a good time and 
not understanding what's happening. So they'll just be in a euphoria of drunkenness. And <laughs> the announcers lose because they have to actually be sober and watch this entire game. That's a uh, good point. Houston, Jacksonville is Andrew Catalan, James Lofton, and Sherry Burris. Oh, Catalan's actually pretty good. Lofton's not great, but Catalan's not bad at all. Catalan's fine. Yeah, yeah he's, so. he's he's not bad. He's yeah he he actually says players' names right. Uh, who has actually? I want to know who had the 49ers games last week. Last week, because I would like to call him out for Greg Kittle and Debo Sample. Almost assuredly, <laughs> Chris Myers. Chris Myers doesn't pro- pronounce anything right anymore. <laughs> I do household not names coming to you, Greg. Whatever in Greg Kittle and, and Debo Sample. It sounds. It seems like uh, you know the that's the uh, dollar store brand 49ers. That's the San Francisco the San Francisco 48ers. The Saint Fran Pisco <laughs> 69ers. Hey, uh, all right. Who wins this game? And why is it Jacksonville? Because they are freed from Urban Meyer. The, the fighting Daryl Bevels are victorious. I'm going to uh, go Houston this week. Houston. Houston. Davis oh. Mills. All right. And it was Greg Gumbel last week who did that. So oh, wow. <laughs> it was Greg Gumble that did that. He, should, he shouldn't even be yeah. calling games. He should be in the studio. Yeah, yeah. that's where he's good. Like, I know. I, I hate when they do this or they're like, uh, it's like that old Mitch Hedberg joke uh, where they talk about, like, if you're a good comedian, they try to try to make you an actor. And it's, uh, you know, you're good at the the studio stuff like why don't you be a play-by-play guy it's like no you're not good at that yeah what they should do is go to comedy clubs and the people that bomb make them the actors that's right i don't know what that's in reference to i was just being supportive it's not in reference to anything it's just i feel like it's a better idea i don't know like ike barinholtz turned out to be a pretty good comedic actor but he's like not a very funny comedian oh i haven't seen any of his stand-up that's interesting i mean i'm sure people like him but it's just not for me Oh, I liked uh, The Oath. I, that one was pretty good. Um, anyways, let's move on to Cincinnati and Denver. Both teams are 7-6. and six. Uh, This game is a 44-point over-under with Denver as two-and-a-half-point favorites. Injuries in this game, Joe Burrow is dealing with his pinky. Uh, he practiced in full on Thursday. Awuzie, um, Chidobe Awuzie is on the COVID-19 IR. Um Riley Reef is on the COVID IR. I did not know that Riley Reef one. I know he got hurt in the game against the Niners. Sheesh. Jeez Louise. Uh, T. Higgins is dealing with an ankle issue, and that's it for Cincinnati. For Denver, I mentioned it earlier. Javante Williams did not practice on Thursday. Um, he was limited in Wednesday, so who knows if he took a step back or if it's a rest plan. We don't know. Um, they did say his leg swelled up a little bit, so... Yeesh, Javante Williams, uh, that Javante Williams breakout at the end of the year might not be coming. Uh, Melvin Gordon um, has a hand issue. He sprained his thumb. He's not expecting it to be an issue going forward. Um, So in this game, um, I'm trying to see here. So Walker, once again, you have Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon back to back. You split them up last week, but now they're back, baby. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Gordon prove that he's he just returned to his normal role um they both ended up getting into the end zone twice uh gordon ran a little bit more um williams was a little bit more explosive williams got the touchdown catch so 
yeah, again, they are just inscrutable. Um, they just, they're right there tied with each other. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't split them up unless, I mean, at this point, I'm, I'm just going back to it. I'm, they're going to stay together unless one of them is hurt. Okay. And then why don't you ask Mike your win or your uh, question for this one? Uh, Jamar Chase or T. Higgins rest of season? T. Higgins. Uh, mostly Wrong. Just, what? Huh? Wrong. Where? <laughs> oh, no. Wrong answer. Um, I agree with Mike. I know you do because you love T. Higgins. I love T. Higgins. Well, Jamar Chase, I think we can all agree Jamar Chase is the better football player. Um, Let Mike finish. Mike. I do agree yeah. that Chase is the better ball player, but because if fantasy football is more wrapped around um, targets and touchdowns, I think Higgins is going to get more of those. Chase is too much of an A-dot receiver for me to, to have faith in as the higher point producer. Uh, Higgins has been more steady throughout this season. Chase has, has had that big dip up until last week. Um, but I I could see him being up and down this week where I would trust Higgins to be more steady. So in a playoff time where you can't count on just having bottom fall out on you, Higgins is my guy. Okay. Um, sorry, I stopped listening because nine Rams just went on COVID IR. Oh, oh good God. <laughs> they might have to cancel this week. Uh, most of the guys don't matter, but um, Vaughn Miller, Bobby Evans, um, then a bunch of depth guys, it seems. Um, All right, so, cool. But yikes. Look, as long as it's not Cup, then I'm fine. Yeah, as long as it's not a fantasy guy, I don't care. Um, but I just, Well, I mean, like, I do. I hope they're fine. I hope they're okay. But, like, in terms of fantasy football, I can't be bothered. Yeah, no, I, that's what I'm saying, is for our purposes, we don't have to scrap anything. Uh, is this? Is this the worst week that's been in the last two years? Dude, like 110, yeah. 115, 120 people have been put on the COVID list this week. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's the worst it's the worst week for sports since they all shut down last year. Yeah, the like the last time there was a week this bad, it was like, yeah, COVID took everything over. So like almost 10 percent of NFL rosters have been put on the COVID IR this week now. Like it is insane. It is out of control, guys. Um, <clears throat> actually, you know what? That's not true. I, I take that back. I was doing my math wrong because this includes practice squad guys, and I was just doing 53 times 32. So scrap that almost 10%. I was wrong. Anyways, um, I think T. Higgins rest of the season for the reason Mike said, um, because uh, he is getting the targets. And Jamar Chase, he has the bigger plays. He will have the bigger boom games. But in terms of more consistency, I will go with T. Higgins. And then, uh, Walker, your win, loser, draw. They're all losers because they have to play in this game. Got them. All right. Uh, win, loser, draws, Joe Burrow, and then the backfield twins, Gordon and Williams. Williams is the lose because the man practiced on Wednesday and his leg swelled up. That makes Gordon the win for me, and Burrow is the draw because Burrow is always like quarterback 14, 14 through yeah. 20 this this season. It's He's always in there. 14 through 18. And Walker, you have him, I believe, 19th this week. Very low this week, yeah. yeah. Um, low. Um, the Denver matchup is very is pretty tough. Um, yeah. I I just don't think they're gonna. He's not gonna put up an explosive game. Okay. All right. And then, um, is there anything else you guys want to talk about in this game? 
Uh, don't play Tyler Boyd anymore. No, he's um, done. He yeah. toast. He gone. Don't play really. I think the only pass catcher for the Broncos that you can play with any even a semblance of confidence is Noah Fant because tight end is thin. Mm-hmm. Um, but none of them are really that great. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Play Joe Mixon. Oh. He's a must start every week. Don't look at what CJ Uzoma did last week and think that you can stream him this week. No, yeah. no, don't do that. Yeah, that's you bad. got like four for 56. That was the 49ers linebackers being beat to hell and back. So um, he looked enticing. Uh, he got me, you know, what's that? Nine and a half fantasy points. So I felt okay, yeah. but do not do that. Uh-oh. Yeah, if Tyler Boyd's not worth starting, then certainly CJ Uzoma is not worth starting. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, all right, boys, uh, who wins? I got Cincy. I am also taking the Bengals. Agreed, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. All right. I'm wondering how many I'm going to get wrong this week because I got so many right last week. All of them. God, that would be amazing. Um, all right, boys. Atlanta and the 49ers. We are into the Sunday afternoon games. This is a 105 kickoff on Sunday. Atlanta is six and seven. Niners are seven and six. This is a 46 and a half point over under. Niners. Nine and a half point favorites. Uh, Elijah Mitchell for the 49ers dealing with a concussion and a knee issue uh, was working on the side of 49ers practice. So maybe he'll be back for Sunday. Who knows? Um, Debo Samuel has been dealing with a groin injury, was a full participant in practice. But if you saw him play on Sunday, you know that the thing wasn't a big deal. Uh, George Kittle sat out for maintenance on Wednesday. Don't worry about it. And D Ford uh, continues to get that paycheck without doing anything. He will not be playing for the rest of the season. Um, dude cannot stay healthy. Uh, for Atlanta, they will be without the services of Wayne Gallman because he is now a Viking. Um, and that's it. There are no other things to report. It's insane. There are no new. There is no news for the Falcons. If a Falcon practices in the woods and nobody reports on it, did it really happen? Um, my question for this week is: Does Jimmy G have enough weapons to be a viable streamer this week? Um, Jimmy G is quarterback six over the last five weeks, mostly because he gives the ball to George Kittle and Debo Samuel and lets them do the hard part. Is that enough for him to be a, a viable streamer this week against the Atlanta Falcons? Viable streamer. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, I haven't 13th or 14th. I can't remember, but yeah, I, I think he's a, a, a solid play. I, I, you're probably not going to get a blow up game because the, you know, his biggest game was the two rushing touchdown game, which is not repeatable. Yeah. But yeah, I would expect him to have a solid performance. Um, just I guess it's more because he's Jimmy Garoppolo and the other guys have longer track records of production that they're ahead of him. But I could definitely see a top twelve week from from Jimmy. And if you're streaming quarterbacks, then he's probably the best option. Okay. All right, Mike. What do you think about your boy Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah, so he's never had, a, a this season anyways, a top five performance. It's always been six and six to 12. So I think, especially against his Atlanta defense, I could see him finishing anywhere between 10 and 13. So absolutely, he's a viable streamer. Okay, cool. Sounds good. That answers my question. Uh, let's see here. Um, so Walker, uh, we've got, let's, let's get these guys out of the way. If Elijah Mitchell plays, must start. Debo must start. Cordell Patterson must start. Um, mm-hmm. George Kittle must start. Mm-hmm. All right, boys. Let's have the Kyle Pitts argument. Walker, you have a 13th. Yep. 
Walker is saying, sit Kyle Pitts. He texted me earlier this week. I'm, what is it? I'm going into uncharted territory. Uh, I, I, yeah, I said I'm boldly going where no man has gone before. <laughs> and then in parentheses, <laughs> ranking both Pitts and Fryermuth outside the top 12. <laughs> so I have a hard time disagreeing at this point. Uh, my only pushback would be um, who else is getting targets? Uh, you don't have, uh, you have, you have Russell Gate, Russell. You have Russell, Russell Gage. Russell Gage. Russell Gage. Sean at, Connery. At 27. Hey. Um, so he's a viable flex for you, which is a yeah. huge glow up for Russell Gage as a player. He's come on recently, but um, I, I don't know. Kyle Pitts, I, I feel iffy about this matchup. I think he'll either have two touchdowns or go three for 19. That's just yeah, how just the 49ers don't. defense is. Yeah, I don't love it. I mean, the the Niners defense gets healthier every week. Um, it's not, it's just not a really particularly good matchup. I mean, it's and I don't expect Ryan to have a whole lot of time to throw. Um, I would expect them to utilize the running backs a ton as they have, um, and the types of routes that Gage runs are just get open quicker. Um, Pitts's routes are usually more intermediate and they take longer to develop and I don't know if he's going to have, if Ryan's going to have the time to sit back there and let it develop. So probably his only production will come on manufactured touches, which he'll get maybe two or three. So yeah, I mean, I, I, his floor is still good. So if you have to play him, he'll probably, he wouldn't get any less than maybe five points, but um, yeah, I don't see him scoring a touchdown and I don't really see him having like, more you know five or six catches or something so i just i think it's a his ceiling isn't very high this week in my opinion okay um mike what do you think about kyle pitts this week four for 60 so whatever you know if you feel like ricky seal jones is going to do better than that uh, david njoku tyler higby any of those guys you know with those excellent matchups are going to do better than roll with them because you know, why is Kyle Pitts going to be any better, especially against a 49ers defense? So I, I'd rather roll with someone like Ricky Seals Jones or David Njoku, especially with, as we talked about with the Browns offense just being depleted. Uh, yeah. I don't have a problem with that. I'd have a hard time going that far um, just because um, it's like you look at all the performance indicators and Kyle Pitts has all of them. More so than RSJ, more so than Higby even, or Nujoku. But, I mean, they're definitely in the same tier. Like, Walker's got Pitts, Fryermuth, Conklin, RSJ, Nujoku, Higby all together. And I have trouble differentiating that out into multiple tiers. I guess Pitts, Fryermuth would be their own tier. But, like, all these guys are kind of like they're four for 40 guys. And that's yeah, not exactly. what we drafted Kyle Pitts to be. And, and okay. I don't know. And, and that's why I'm saying, like, he, Ricky Seals-Jones has the Eagles, which is the 32nd worst against tight ends. So if they're all, like, four for 40 kind of guys, then I'm going to go true. with the easiest matchup. And those are the teams that will have the easiest matchups. All right. Let's do win, lose, or draw for this one. Um, I've got Kyle Pitts, Cordero Patterson, and Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Patterson draw, Ayuk win, Pitts loss. All right. Mike, what do you think? I agree. Patterson, I think Patterson win, uh, Ayuk draw, Pitts loss. I think that's what Walker said. Okay. No, rest of the season. Not, but that's okay. No, it's rest- not. Oh, I, I okay. Well, then Patterson I disagree with you. I disagree yeah, with you. Yeah. 
Oh, that's fine. All right, rest of the season. Would you rather have Brandon Ayuk or Dalton Schultz? That depends on roster construction. (laughs) It depends on if Jeff snapped and just handed you Dalton Schultz for Brandon Ayuk. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I you're getting obviously Ayuk's performing better right now, but uh, you're not in the playoffs, so I won the trade. Whose fault is that? Dalton, Dalton Schultz. I'm not in the playoffs because I had Dalton Schultz. You traded him to me, and he immediately scored like 20 points. Over how many weeks? Like eight? One. Yeah. Got him. Got him. All right, let's move. Uh, who wins this game, and why is it the same? San Francisco. Francisco. 49ers. Do it, Mike. Yeah, 49ers for sure. Means Atlanta wins. All right, next game up. Seattle, 5-8, and eight, travels to Los Angeles who are nine and four. This is a 45 and a half point over under Rams, five and a half point favorites. Uh, but that was <laughs> before we started recording this podcast and half the Rams are on COVID IR. Um, they are up to 25 players on COVID IR for this weekend. Um, I mentioned Von Miller. Then there's Justin Hollins. Tyler Higby is back, but there's Odell Beckham who's relevant to our interests on the COVID IR. Um, but I think everybody else is. Oh, um, Daryl Henderson is on COVID IR. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, COVID IR. Uh, right tackle Rob Havenstein all as well. Um, and so that's hopefully it for the Rams for fantasy purposes. Uh, for the Seahawks, Alex, Alex Collins is on reserve COVID. Tyler Lockett is on reserve COVID. Um, Adrian Peterson is dealing with a back issue and has a chance to play in week 15. A, a guy in his mid-30s dealing with back issues. I feel you, Adrian Peterson. I literally feel your pain. Uh, Rashad Penny somehow is not hurt. Uh, Travis Homer is. Calf and hamstring issues. Um, Gerald Everett has a revenge game. Mike, you want to know if we can start or if we can trust Rashad Penny rest of season, which is the answer to that question is no, because we cannot trust Rashad Penny to stay healthy. Next question. Russ, Staff, Henderson, Michelle. <laughs> no, let's let's talk about it. Rashad I mean, Penny, huge, huge game last week. Um, Mike, are you starting Rashad Penny this week? If yeah, as long as Rashad Penny's healthy, I'm starting him. I, I know that I'll be checking every five seconds to see if he's gone down, but uh, yeah, for sure. I, I think Rashad he, Penny. What if he goes down, but it's just load man? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Mark Jackson. Um, uh, all right. Uh, um, yeah, so you'll start him as long as he's healthy. Walker, what do you think about Rashad Penny? Uh, I You can't trust him rest of the season because of the injury history, but you can trust him this week, I think. Um, he's going to be – it's it's going to be a week-to-week calculus based on his, his health. But um, as long as he's healthy, yes, he, he's the most talented running back that they have healthy, and it's not particularly close. So – they're going to keep giving him the ball as long as he can hold up. Yeah, so um, I, I'm in the same I'm in the same boat. Like, if I need a boom bust play, like if I'm playing the you know a higher seed this week and I squeak in the playoffs, I'll go Rashad Penny because that guy has all the upside in the world, but he could also get hurt on the third play. If I'm a prohibitive prohibitive favorite in the playoffs this week, I'm probably going to try to stay away from Rashad Penny just because he could fall apart on you. You know. I'd rather uh, like a James Robinson who will probably actually get work this week with no more urban Meyer than Rashad Penny. But if I'm an underdog, I will definitely take Rashad Penny over like a, like a Josh Jacobs 
who is much higher ranked for Walker and for a lot of people, but he's kind of that consistent guy. And um, Rashad Penny's kind of that home runs way. So it depends on where you are in the rankings, I would say, um, where if he gets hurt, you're, we're going to probably lose anyways. So uh, Walker um, with uh, Tyler Lockett out, you currently have DK Metcalf 14th, Lockett 13th. Uh, where does DK Metcalf jump up for you with the breaking news? Breaking news. Yeah. Um, Metcalf is a wide receiver one when he's the only show in town. I mean, mm-hmm. it, even having to go up, I mean, yeah, he, he's he's just – he'll get a, a big target share. He's a talented player. I know it's been a rough go, but, yeah, he's a – he he got to play him. Okay. Um, Mike, what do you think about uh, DK Metcalf without Tyler Lockett? Yeah, I like it. Um, I mean, who else is there really, too? I mean, so um, it should be DK Metcalf show, hopefully, because the guy hasn't done anything in, like, five weeks. So um, Russell Wilson will make it happen for him, though. Russ, Russ will cook? Russ will cook. All right, let's talk about uh, the win-loser draw for this game. Um, so I got both quarterbacks, Russ and Stafford, and then um, Henderson or Michelle, depending on if um, Darrell Henderson is healthy or not. Okay, I will go Stafford with the draw, which is a big game. Russ with the win, which is also a big game because he has not been having those lately. And then I will go um, Henderson or Michelle with the loss because um, I have a feeling they are going to, cause Sean McVay's talked a lot about, uh, getting Sony Michelle more touches. So if Daryl Henderson's healthy, I have a feeling that they are going to split the backfield, which will be super Ooh. annoying for the last few games. Going um, back so, to what they did last year, huh? Yep. Um, yeah, I'm going to go, uh, yeah, compared to the rest of the season and it's not a great matchup, but I'll say, I'll say win for Wilson. Draw Stafford, loss, Rams running back one. All right, who wins this game? I'm going... Rams. Half their team's on IR. Doesn't matter. I'm uh, I'm going... Seattle. I agree. I think Seattle's going to pull this out. They Rams came off that huge victory against Cardinals. And I think they falter in this one. All right. Um, sorry, I was yelling at my dog. Uh, anyways, let's go to the next game, boys. We got three games of 20 minutes till Thursday night football. Let's get this done. So next game is Green Bay traveling to Baltimore. Um, this is a uh, Green Bay team that's 10-3. Baltimore is 8-5. and five. It is a 43-and-a-half point over-under with Green Bay. Uh, they opened as 4-and-a-half point favorites. They are now 5-and-a-half point favorites. Uh, for the Ravens, um, I'm just going straight to Roto World now to make sure nobody's on COVID IR. Uh, <laughs> <You> might as well. <laughs> um, left tackle Ali Villanueva did not practice on Thursday. Um, Sammy Watkins dealing with a knee issue, practicing full on Thursday. Chuck Clark, safety is on the reserve COVID list. Marquise Brown with not COVID illness did not practice on Thursday. Um, Lamar Jackson did not practice on Thursday with his ankle issue. And uh, Greg Roman said that his status for week 15 could quote go down to the wire so this is an afternoon game so good luck um not a lot of pivots here i guess kirk 
and Justin Fields on Monday Night Football, um, if he doesn't go, are your best bets for um, pivots here. Uh, and that's all I'm seeing for the Ravens here. For the Packers, uh, Aaron Jones did not participate in practice on Thursday because uh, he has uh, an illness that doesn't seem to be COVID-19 as well as a knee issue. Aaron Rodgers didn't practice on Thursday with his toe issue. Kenny Clark is on the COVID list. Uh, MVS was limited in practice on Wednesday. David Bakhtiari returned to practice. Jordan Love has been activated from the COVID IR, and that's it. All right. Let's see here. For this game, um, Walker, you wanted to talk about Devonta Freeman. Yeah. Is he an RB1? Um, Like rest of the season or just this week? Yeah, just rest of the season. No. I would put him somewhere close, but closer to like 15 to 17, somewhere in there would be my guess. Um, right. But he's, he has been getting he, – he, he's completely taken over the backfield. Uh, he's Latavius Murray got a vulture touchdown last week, but I think the last two weeks combined he has six touches. So it is 85% Devontae Freeman. Lamar's running less because he's banged up. Um, yeah, Freeman is getting close to 20 touches a game right now. So he's not very efficient because he's old. Um, but he, he catches passes pretty adeptly. He gets a lot of volume. He does get touches in the red zone. Um, I I think I would lean yes here. I think I would say he if you add up his points for the rest of the season, I think he would finish just inside the top 12. All right, I think Walker made the case. I'm changing my mind. Got him. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to disagree just because it's really difficult. Because it's um, Devonta Freeman. <laughs> and it's Devonta Freeman. And but he, Walker makes uh, a good a good point. He's he's had in the last four weeks he's had two top twelve performances. He had one that was around twenty to twenty four. Uh, but he also had a, a game where he only scored seven points. So. It's I, I I just think it's I could see him in the top fifteen, but in the top twelve, no, I have to disagree. Okay, but we all agree he's a guy that you're starting every week. Every week, you absolutely should put Devonte Freeman in, um, and expect at least top fifteen numbers. Yes, that's right, exactly what we expected it from 2021. Devonte Freeman and Corderell Patterson are both must start running backs every oh, week. Crazy. <laughs> All right, let's talk the win-loser draw for this one. And I don't know how we can evaluate this one. Because I think, so, uh, Walker, you've got Rashad Bateman, A.J. Dillon, and Alan Lazard. And I think a lot of it depends on, for Rashad Bateman, if Lamar Jackson plays. Because if Lamar Jackson doesn't play, I think it's a win for Rashad Bateman. We saw him go over 100 yards last week with Tyler Huntley. Because Tyler Huntley is going to pass it instead of running it as much as Lamar Jackson does. I know Huntley can run, but... Um, not as much as Lamar. So I don't know. I don't know. I'll put him as a win because I think he'll get more involved. Uh, Lazard as a loss uh, because I think it's an MVS week and AJ Dillon as a draw. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to go with... Uh, uh, I'm going to agree with you. Yeah, win, Bateman, draw, Dillon, loss, Lazard. And I agree with the both of you. I think that's exactly how it's going to play out. Cool. All right. Let me ask you guys a question. How do you feel about uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling this week? 
if you're desperate. Okay. Um, I can make a case for him. He leads the league in ADOT, and the Ravens lead the league in 20-yard and 40-yard uh, pass plays allowed. So, well, well, I guess there you go. Yeah, so I think it's going to be a Marquez Valdez-Scantling week. I mean, he's a very good DFS play for sure. Yeah, I already made a lineup with him in it. The problem is is that uh, – oh, no, it's a 125 game. That's right. I just did a one-gamer, so I didn't have to deal with everything else. But, yeah. Um, all right, I'm going to go with the Packers in this one. Same. Yeah, Packers are going to win this, uh, especially if – is Lamar Jackson going to – is he healthy? We don't know. Okay. Yeah. Well, regardless, it's I nice think to know he, that Mike listened to me when I did my win loser draft. It's nice. Yeah, to know that you I, I, to I was <laughs> paying attention to you, one hundred percent. Yeah. No, I think Green Bay wins this, regardless of if Lamar is healthy or not. Yeah. So, all right. Um, let's go on to the next game. Uh, next game is New Orleans at Tampa Bay Sunday Night Football. New Orleans is six. And seven, Tampa Bay is 10 and three. This is a 46 and a half point over under and Tampa Bay are 11 point favorites injuries in this one. I'm stalling because like I said, I'm just pulling up pro football. Or I'm sorry, Roto World right now to make sure I'm not missing any COVID news. Uh, Leonard Fournette missed practice for the second straight day with an ankle injury. That makes my question seem pretty stupid because I thought of it earlier this week. Um, Bruce Arians still roll with it, though. Yeah, okay. And that's the only injury because Bruce Arians talked about Antonio Brown. That's it. Uh, Jordan Cameron is off the COVID IR for the Saints, uh, as is Ty Montgomery. Um, Little Jordan Humphrey did not practice on Wednesday with a hamstring injury. And Adam Troutman was designated as return from IR. So my question for this game, because the Saints were a good run defense. Now they're not. Tampa Bay still is. So my question is. They're they're not. They're they're. They've been beat up. They're better than the – they haven't fallen apart as much as the Saints. That could be true. I don't know. But I just know that the Tampa Bay gave up like 150 yards last week or some crazy amount of numbers. Well, that's one game. Every every team has a bad game every once in a while. They, they've been giving up over 100 yards like consistently. I think only in one game have they not given up 100 yards in the last like six games or something. All right. Let me, let me check something. Buccaneers are 18th. They are middle of the pack in fantasy points allowed over the last five weeks. Saints are 24th. So it doesn't matter. It's it's neither is neither is true. They are not a sieve and they are not a, a run stopping defense. True. So could uh, could Leonard Fournette? Uh, I I just want to scrap this question because I don't I don't believe that Leonard Fournette could outscore Alan Kamara not if he hasn't practiced in the last two days. So let's do this. Um, are we starting? Hold on, I'm thinking of a question on the fly. There isn't there there are two quarterbacks, three wide receivers, one tight end, and two running backs that are all must start in this game. Three so there's receivers? nothing. Two receivers, sorry. Yeah. I I forgot A B was gone. Two receivers. So yep. I don't I don't know if there's literally anything to talk about for this game. Sneak sneaky start, Nick Vanette. Here, if uh, yeah, there you go. I let's, do this. let's do this. If Leonard Fournette doesn't play, are we doing it? Are we starting? Ronald. 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 Uh, Ronald McDonald Jones. 
Because uh, do you know why I call him that? Because the man is a clown on the football field. Got him. Uh, uh, no, that just reminds me of uh, the fact that T.J. Oshie's real name is Timothy Jimothy. <laughs> Timothy Jimothy. That's fantastic. Um, so yeah, if no Leonard Fournette, are we rolling? Are we are we rolling with Rojo? I mean, yeah. Not not to get like top five numbers that Fournette's been getting, but yeah, I mean, I, I'd have him as an RB two, and I'd have Bernard as a like speculative flex. Mike, what are your thoughts? Is Bernard out though? Bernard's on IR. Oh, yeah. never mind then. Yeah, he's um, been on IR. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, catch high that high end RB two for Rojo. Sorry, I haven't had to pay attention to Giovanni Bernard in a while. So <laughs> that man is irrelevant. Yeah, he's pretty irrelevant. Um, yeah, I, I think Walker is correct. Uh, top 15. Um, it sounds good. He's going to have the backfield to himself. Uh, Tampa Bay offense is, it doesn't matter who they face. They're just going to run them over. And he, I think it will give Ronald Jones a couple of opportunities, one or two, to, to get in the end zone. So I, I could definitely see somewhere in anywhere between 8 and 15 at the end of the week. Okay, so if no, yeah, if no Leonard Fournette, uh, go scoop up Rojo now, just in case, because that's that's a good pivot for you, because um, he'll he'll be there, and it's definitely gonna be He's a one fresh, or the other. Dude, the dude hasn't played, so. <laughs> and 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 much and sorry to Adam Koffler who said, "Are we so sure it won't be Keyshawn Vaughn today?" <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, he said, "How sure are we that it won't just be Keyshawn Vaughn?" And I quote tweeted and said, "Extremely." <laughs> Yeah, like 195 percent sure. Yeah. So, um, so all right. Uh, let's go win, lose, or draw for this one. Taysom time. Thomas Edward Brady and Christopher Godwin. I don't have a good name for him. Christopher, do you believe in Godwin? There's my um, Chris Berman <laughs> name for him. That's what, uh, that's my Chris Berman name for him. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. I I mean I think it's a I think it's a draw for Taysom because he just does what he does. He yeah, doesn't he doesn't throw very well and he runs really good. That's, yeah, and he kicks what ass. He That's what you it get. Doesn't matter uh, who he faces. I'm gonna it? go. Uh, I, I mean, Godwin can't really win unless Brady does. So I guess I'll go with a Brady win and a Godwin loss. I'll just say Godwin doesn't get in the end zone. Okay. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. To uh, Taysom is. Taysom, it's just which which you're gonna it's vanilla. Um, and then Brady is the win because I I can trust Tom Brady to to get the ball in the end zone and whether it's gonna be a one yard sneak or a couple of touchdown passes. Um, but I can't trust that those touchdown passes will go to Chris Godwin. So to me, Chris Godwin is a loss. Yeah. So this is very much a game, though, where if you have a Buccaneer or a Saint already on your team, you are starting them, basically, would be my thoughts. I would say Absolutely. that both both quarterbacks are top five options this week. Um, both running backs are top 10 options if they're both healthy. And um, Gronk and the Tampa Bay wide receivers are must starts. Yes. Right. Correct. All right. My pick is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win this game. I agree. I also agree. But with the caveat, I do believe the Saints cover. Because the Saints, no matter, like, they just have Tom Brady's number since he's come to the uh, NFC South. So, um, all right. 
Last game. Are you guys ready? Can we do this in six minutes so I can go watch football and get out of the cold? Minnesota. Uh, we, can, we can do it in less than that. All right. Minnesota, six and seven. Chicago, four and nine. Forty-four and a half, or sorry, forty-four point over under. Minnesota, four and a half point favorites. Injuries in this one. Um, there were some additions to the Chicago Bears on the COVID IR. Uh, the only relevant name is Allen Robinson. Uh, Cole Komet, Cole Komet missed practice. Blah, missed practice with a non-COVID illness. David Montgomery missed practice with a non-COVID illness. Andy Dalton did not practice on Thursday um, because he has a broken bone in his non-throwing hand. Marquise Goodwin did not practice. And uh, uh, offensive coordinator Bill Lazor is in COVID protocols. Larry Barum Barum, is on the reserve COVID-19 list. Uh, Jason Peters has an ankle injury and probably will not play this weekend. Um, Justin Fields has an injury on his non-throwing hand as well. Uh, for the Vikings, Adam Thielen has not practiced this week, um, so he is like unlikely to play. As I mentioned earlier, Wayne Gallman is now a Viking. Uh, Alexander Madison is on the reserve COVID uh, list. He went on on uh, the 13th, so he is going to be eligible to come off here pretty soon. Um, and then that's all I have listed as injuries for the Vikings. So the question for this game, Mike. You want to know if either of the quarterbacks are top 10 play this week. What do you think about your own question? You're not getting out from under it that easily. <laughs> uh, I would I have a hard time believing Justin Fields would be a top 10, but that matchup is really, really good. And he's been playing better uh, for Kirk Cousins. I, yeah, I do believe he'll be a top 10 um, quarterback this week. I... I feel like if I'm in the fantasy playoffs right now, I have better options than Justin Fields or Kirk Cousins. I don't think they're top 10. I mean, I'm feeling them more in like the. I would. I, I have Cousins as a top 10 play. You have Cousins as top 10. Where do you have? Oh, yeah. you have him at six. OK. Yeah, I think he's a great play this week. Chicago is not a good defense anymore, especially against yeah, the pass. Yeah. And uh yeah, it, especially, I mean, Eddie Jackson's not going to play, so that's another blow. Um, they just don't have turnover-forcing potential back there with Jackson out. Um, they don't have a lot of speed in the secondary. Uh, I, I expect a, another huge Jefferson game, um, probably a pretty big uh, K.J. Osborne performance as well. So, yeah, um, definitely a top-10 week for Cousins, in my opinion. Okay. Sounds good. There was a thump inside my house, and now my dog is barking. Anyways, uh, I don't know if that's shown up on the mic. I'd start Kirk Cousins over Patrick Mahomes. Let's do it. Well, you have uh, – oh, wait. I'm thinking – yeah, you have five minutes to do that, and you won't hear it before the podcast. So um, Mike Mike just shot that take into the ether, and nobody will hear it before it matters. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not feeling good about either guy, really. Um, like I said, if I'm in the fantasy playoffs, I probably have a better option than either of them. I get what Walker's saying, but I just can't put my faith on in Kirk Cousins. But I'd be more than happy to start both of them in a two-quarterback league. So, um, Where do you have Mahomes, Walker? Let me look. He has Patrick Mahomes. Shut up, Jeff. Wow. Uh, I have Kirk Cousins at six and Patrick Mahomes at nine. This nice. guy loves Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I mean, Mahomes should be a solid enough play, but yeah, I the Chargers defense is good, and James is playing, and I just I don't expect it to be a huge day for Mahomes. Nope, I agree. Uh, 
Sorry, I got distracted because a guy I'm, I have Twitter up just in case for COVID news, and a guy posted his bench, and he has 16 guys on COVID IR oh or, or or regular oh. IR. <laughs> oh Folks, man, we're doing great. <laughs> Everything's great, guys. All right, David Montgomery, Dalvin Cook, Darnell Mooney, um, win lose draw. Dalvin Cook is a draw because he gets like 120 yards every single game. I think he'll continue to do that. David Montgomery is a lose because he's injured, and Darnell Mooney is a win because that man continues to win, and no Allen Robinson. I think he will uh, get a lot of throws going his direction. Yeah, I completely agree with that. 100% agree, and I didn't hear what you said. So let's roll, baby. All right, sounds good. Real quick. Um, Who if wins? It, no, if there's no Adam Thielen, where are we, where, what are we doing with K.J. Osborne? Playing him. Yes, Mike? he's at least a flex option, for sure. All right, if there's no hope for the Chicago Bears to win this game, do we pick the Vikings? Because I do. I also pick the Vikings. I stuck Min- the landing. Minnesota. All right. Minnesota. All right, boys, we have done it. We have finished the week 15 episode of the Football Absurdity Podcast. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe on your podcast app of choice. You can follow the website on Twitter at FBallAbsurdity. Mike is RFL Red Zone. Walker is Big Daddy Drix with an X. I am Jeff Crisco, K-R-I-S-K-O. You can check out our Discord at tiny.cc slash FBAbsurdity. The Patreon, patreon.com slash FootballAbsurdity. Mike and I will be back on Tuesday to do that and walker and i will be back on wednesday if we both don't have migraines again next wednesday so for walker and mike this is jeff and uh walker thanks for letting us know about the poop uh yeah no problem and, and just remember that minnesota is not tall it's only me. Mid-